The McCappen Fries Movie Podcast. 2010, baby! 2010. It's been a while. We took some time off. Took a little time to ourselves. It's as the year do. we made contact. I Christmas, New Year. What? I thought it was the year we went back. It's the year we made contact. Yeah, no, no. No, the, no, the year we made contact is an infinitely more glamorous title than the year, the year we, we went, went back. back. Went back where? I mean, you need to be a little bit more specific. Went back mm-hmm. where? We'll like, back. guaranteed, most people listening to this now don't really understand the reference, because you know, like, it's so generic. Because it's a reference to... Yeah. <laughs> 2010. So is it 2010 <laughs> or is it 2010? It's uh, I personally I prefer 2010. Do you? Yes. It doesn't shorten things though. I like. 20, you know, I like. I'm like. I'm, like in, I'm digging 2010 because 2010 makes sense. No, I like we're in 2010. 2010 makes sense we're if you think about I don't, what we used to have. 1980, 1980, not 19,000 it's like, 20, uh, it's like 2011 yeah, 2011 I always say 2011 yeah. I never say 2011 because yeah. I'm not a douche no <laughs> do you say 2011 a lot I mean when no, does it I come don't, up I a conversation just, I mean I, I hardly even say it. I think I write it a lot more than I say it. and even yeah. then when I write it I don't do the full four numbers I just do like apostrophe 11 oh right yeah like with the little apostrophe there because I, I do miss the fact that we can no longer well we can only talk about the past and say back in R8 that's <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I remember laying railroad track back in R8. No, but my my reason for uh, actually you know, um, uh, liking to use the word thousand mm-hmm. is um, it dates back years to um, uh, the first time I saw uh, 2001. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and... 2001 didn't sound 2001 right. just... just, <laughs> just it, I mean, it's like, a weird decade. It just, didn't, just didn't, didn't do it for me. And, and I just liked the way it rolled off the tongue so much, yeah. you know. And then a couple of years later, they... Uh, they did this big manga version of it. Uh, yeah, no, seriously, there was a, there was sort of um, a comic kind of, book. A comic book. They did That's this, Jack Kirby. They, no, they did this sort of like a manga version of two thousand one. It was like a Japanese sort of style version of the film. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, this was years ago. I mean, I was like about twelve or thirteen when this shit came out, and it just it made it just made, it just got me used to saying it again. Two thousand one. <laughs> two thousand one. I like the way it rolls off the tongue. So it's like now. Now that we're actually way past 2001, oh, it's still 2010. It's still 2010 for me. Yeah, I'm 2010. You're, you're 2010. Yeah, but I'll have none of this shortening it. It's not the twenties. It's not the teenies. It's not the naughties. It's well, the naughties were over, but it's not the teens. It's just fucking. It's a decade with no name because it sounds stupid. The twenties all sound cool again. No, I like this decade. This whole decade sounds like a science fiction movie. Oh, I know. We got 2019. We got Blade Runner. Yeah. You know, we got 2012. 2012 2012 well, 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 Strange, Strangely enough With that film I never called that film 2012 mm. Actually I think I might have done Because you wanted to get it You wanted to, you wanted to say it As quickly as possible So you could talk about Something else Yes <laughs> say it, Because it's Say it as leverage. quickly as possible Just so uh, just In, in the hope that people Sort of like uh, Don't catch it So this is not actually A podcast about the year This is actually A this movie a, podcast It's a movie re- Movie talk show Where we, where we talk about news Uh and then we, we uh, got some reviews for you after this. We're going to be reviewing quite a few movies. So there's going to be a whole bunch of capsular reviews that you guys yeah. have to look forward to. Um, I'll be reviewing uh, Paranormal Activity. I'll be reviewing Whiteout. 
I'll be reviewing Perfect Getaway. I'll be reviewing Kung Fu Cyborg. I'll be reviewing Nine, the uh, animated uh, movie, not the uh, musical. And together, we'll be reviewing Where the Wild Things Are. Where the Wild Things Are, which is a movie that we've talked about a fair bit. There's been a fair bit of anticipation regarding that movie. Yeah. Um, I think we've we've got pretty differing opinions on it. Yeah. All right. It should be good. Something uh, to look forward to. So before we kick off, uh, if you want to email us in, the email address is podcast at mcyappinfries.com. Podcast at mcyappinfries.com. Never fails. You're going to go first some week. No, 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 no. It's it's so much more fun when you do it first. Mm-hmm. No, because like you know, you, you know, like uh, you, you you've got that weird accent. Thanks. You know, so <laughs> thanks, 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 thanks a bunch. Wait till they tell me that. <laughs> I'm not a fashion coach. Uh, I will. I will never attempt to do an Irish accent. Don't. Don't. No, because that was, you that, the back was, of the head. That was pretty. Not even lame. the face, just the back of the head. A lot of Irish people say that. Is that an Irish thing? Well, punching someone in the back, back of the back head. head. It's just because it's so awkward. It's, it's like. like because it's like you know when I threaten someone, I'm not going to stab you. It's, I'm going to stab you in the eye because that's just so horrible. But it sounds vaguely chicken shit. It's like you don't have the guts to do it in front of them. You got to wait till they turn around and punch them in the back of the head. It's kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you're the Malays of, of Europe. <laughs> yeah, Malays, same thing. They, they wait till you turn around, then they come hit you over the head with their motorcycle helmets <laughs> or their motorcycle or their motorcycle. <laughs> It's like they'll rob you, but they won't take. They'll rob you, t- uh, but they won't take your Bible. Was the movie they had two motorbikes and they're slamming someone with them? Oh um, man! It was Hulk. Was it Hulk? No, yeah. was it Hulk? No, no it, it was Hulk. It was Hulk. Cars. Just two. It was. It was two cars. It was Hulk. It was. It was Hulk. It was Hulk. Yeah, that was awesome. Anywho, <laughs> podcast mcyappinfries.com. Podcast at mcyappinfries.com. If you like what we're doing, if you don't like what we're doing, please send us an email with your comments, questions, or dares. Yes, we will do the odd dare. Within reason. I mean, bear in mind, this is not a visual medium, yeah. so you got to dare us to do something that you can hear. <laughs> oh, God. There's going to be so much trouble over this. <laughs> Nothing sexual. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well say it now before you Nothing get sexual. Crazy. Moving on. I'd like to assume that, you know, people are going to be fairly adult about it, you know. Dude, no. No? No. I don't think? It's the internet. All right, nothing sexual then. Yeah. So, uh, looking at news. Unless you're going to, like, send, send your girlfriend news. or your wife news. over here. News. If that is the case, email us and we'll email you the address to send her. We'll pick her up. Yeah. Send her to Masjid Jamik and we'll just pick her up by put the Put her in a box. Just put some holes in the top. You're like, yeah, yes. Uh, my wife will arrive at your doorstep as a flat pack. <laughs> <laughs> some assembly required. Uh, Neil Marshall's centurion has been given a release date in the UK. Nice on, segue. On to news. <laughs> on to news. <laughs> So speaking of flat packed women, yeah, the new Viking movies out. Hey, Romans, 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 Romans. Michael Fassbender. He's actually not German. I remember hearing an interview. You mentioned this a while ago. That he's German or something like that. He's yeah. actually Irish German. No, that's what I said. He's half German. Yeah, but he's mostly Irish. Okay, but there is some German. There. Yeah, there's some. That's not half. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Centurion's beginning to release date in the UK. So hopefully the word will follow. So it's April twenty third. No, um, just in the UK. Just in the UK, which is quite weird. It was only, I'm not sure whether it's just in the UK or whether a lot of sites were taken that was just the UK because it was on the Pathé.co.uk site. I see, I see, I see. And there was no mention on the Pathé.com site. So. But has this, uh, I mean, is this film, I haven't read it's anything. It's done, apparently. No, no, I know that it's done, but it's just that I haven't read anything about this film being shown at any of the film festivals or anything like that. And I do find that a little weird. It does strike me as the kind of film that might, you know, like if they don't have international distribution. Well, has Marshall, has he, has he done festivals before with this shit? I'm not sure. I think I think, I think, the, I think the descent was in the festival. Really? Yeah, yeah, I think so because I think that's how it got its buzz. Hmm. I think I'm not too sure actually. I mean, because you know, you, you get 
it isn't un, it isn't until like fairly recent like since doomsday that uh, neil marshall's been since since doomsday that neil marshall's been getting a fair amount of press yeah i mean prior to that his films were sort of like there is cult, film. it's like cult you know like yeah. cult favorites you know i mean reference to kobayashi maru for god's sake <laughs> well either way i'm looking forward to seeing this movie yes it's also uh, what's the chick's name like uh, Olga Kolyevko or something for, from from the uh, hey, from Quantum of Solace. Oh, yeah, she's in it too, and yeah. um, and so is uh, yeah, because uh, and the, Dominic West, Dominic West from uh, The Wire. Oh, also from uh, I've three, watched The Wire. Yeah. Also from Three Hundred, he was the asshole, the guy who tried to bone uh, Gerard Butler's wife. Oh, that's Dominic West. That's Dominic West. Oh. Yeah. he was also a Jigsaw in uh, Punisher Warzone. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Australian guy. No, no, he's English. Oh, he's English, is he? He's English. Yeah. He sounds Australian three hundred. Well, I thought he was a flying doctor. He's like from the TV show, The Flying Doctors. He actually has like the weirdest array of accents you ever heard. Like if you watch him in The Wire, I haven't seen much of The Wire, but it's an excellent show, by the way. I think I'm just scraping the paint off my laptop. Shit! Why are you scraping? The paint off your laptop? <laughs> I thought it was dirt. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, yeah, he's in the, yeah, okay. No, but it's like in The Wire, he's got this very convincing sort of like uh, New York accent. Hmm. Uh, but then when you watch him in Punisher Warzone. He's got the worst New York accent. I haven't seen like, that yet. Go- I haven't, I haven't uh, got into the wire yet. I'm saving that for when I get... Um, He's got the worst New York fucking, like, cliched... I'm uh, saving the wire for when st- I get Clash of the Fever. Stereotypical Bron- New York Bronx uh, yeah, yeah. type of accent. Saying, yeah, we're going to kill the Punisher. Yeah. Get a cup of coffee. <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> that's Boston. That's not New York. Coffee is New York. Eh, it's kind of... Coffee. Coffee. Papa Cat. Abbott Square. Cat. Yeah, that's Boston. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like you just called me out on something and you were totally wrong. Totally. <laughs> Sick burn. Moving on. It's awesome. Um, yeah. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Uh, speaking of uh, James Bond, we were talking about that earlier. Uh-huh. Hmm? Uh, have you heard that uh, the uh, latest director that's attached to the new Bond movie is none other than Academy Sam Award Mendes. Sam Mendes, Academy Award winning director of American Beauty, Sam Mendes. It's um, going to be beautifully shot, no action. It's going to be beautifully shot. Um, I, I, I believe that the title is going to be um, uh, away, we, away, we go, away We Go with the Jarhead in Search of American Beauty on the Road to Perdition. Nice. <laughs> that's such a lame joke. Isn't it? <laughs> I think it's awesome. But I mean, uh, I, I, I glanced over this, but I think the whole thing is up in limbo because it's, MGM's up for sale. Right? M- yeah, MGM is going through a lot of financial problems. But are they the actually moment, up is, for sale now? Um, um, they they are. They are. They are. It's not. It's not confirmed, but they are facing a possible sale. Uh, but uh, apparently, because of um, all of this financial trouble, uh, it's interesting that um, their official word, as far as uh, Sam Mendes on the James Bond movie, is that they've hired him as a consultant. Uh, and uh, the word going around is that basically means they've hired him as the director. It's just that they they, they don't have the money to make it official, uh-huh. or something along those lines. But I mean, they want to they want to consult with him on the scenes of like domestic bliss that they had from Revolutionary Road. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but uh, it's it's difficult to say. I mean, like their their official take on it is that, they, is that they've hired him as a consultant, and everyone's saying that basically that that basically means that they want him to direct it. It's just that because this whole financial bullshit is like that, but. I don't know. I should be happy about this, but there's like, I should be happy about this, but it's it's just like uh, I don't know. It's just weird. I don't know. It's like um, I was I was actually a lot happier to find out that he was directing Preacher. Yeah. And then I was to find he was out directing, he's directing he was the last one. It was uh, the last one was uh, Mark Foster. Mark Foster, who directed uh, Finding Neverland and uh, fucking um, the um, what's that? The last that, Bond movie. 
The last Bond movie was Mark Forster. The Quantum the of Souls. The previous one was Quantum of Souls. Previous one. Quantum of Souls. Yeah, but Casino Royale. Oh, uh, that was Martin Campbell. Martin Campbell. But Martin yeah. Campbell, he's busy with he's Green. Journeyman. He's done twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um he. Martin Campbell, he that was his second take at, after doing Goldeneye. Yeah, uh, which is again two movies that restarted things. I mean, he's quite mm-hmm. good at that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, and, and I wasn't happy with Comics. And I'm actually quite happy that he's directing Green Lantern. I mean, he's a very interesting choice, and I think you know, like, I mean, aside from the fact that he also directed Vertical Limit and Escape from Absalom, <laughs> but you know, no, that, also known as no, no, escape, no Escape, also known as No Escape from the Penal Colony, also known as Ray Liotta just fuck shit up. Also known as one of the worst, Ernie Hudson, one, one of the best bad movies you've ever seen in your life. Ernie, yeah. Hudson's in Ernie Hudson was in it. Uh, Stuart Gordon was in it. Who's the bad guy? Stuart Gordon. What, what else has he been in? Because he's in that. He's, just, he's, in, he's that. in Hot Fuzz, dude. He's in Hot Fuzz. Oh shit! Yeah, he's Doctor. Yeah. What's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I knew I knew him from somewhere. Because that movie, I was thinking he wants to be George Carlin. He's not. <laughs> I mean, he looks a bit like him. He's got uh, the attitude. All, I, all no. I remember is I was he's just, not cursing how much. I was cracking up with his like his little like war cry. He's like, ah! 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 and it just cracked me up. I mean, that's that's quite possibly the lamest war cry I've ever heard. I mean, you know, R. Lee Ermy would not be impressed. No, he wouldn't. But that was uh, that. But uh, speaking yeah. of Green Lantern, speaking of Green Lantern. Fresh off the press is apparently Blake Lively has been cast to co-star as uh, Carol Ferris. Carol Ferris. All I know is she's got legs she's in Gossip Girl. Yes, um, all I know about her is that she's in Gossip Girl and that she's also in uh, The Private Lives of Pippa Lee and uh, and that uh, she's also um, in Ben Affleck's new film that he's directing. I've never seen her act. The town. I don't think I've ever seen her act either. I've only seen pictures. Uh, but I've heard a lot of good things about Gossip Girl. What? I've heard a lot of good things about Gossip Girl. Yeah, a lot of people talk to me about it. It's I mean, like, a, lot, a lot of people whose opinions I trust have actually come up to me and it's like, if you can just get past the fact that you're watching Gossip Girl, yeah. it's actually pretty good. Oh, okay. Uh, Someone I explained st- to me recently, it made no sense. I, st- like, I still haven't seen it. Yeah. I mean, Someone explained what the, the core plot was, and I was like, what the fuck? All I can really tell from all of the promos that I've seen is, is about a bunch of you know high, high school chicks who are just bitches. Yeah, that's what I thought. Which is, I mean, just the, like spend, huge, yeah, I mean, you just like spend most of the time watching it like... Just picking out which one you want to hate, fuck. Yeah, I mean, and the, the, the thing with Green Lantern that I got from like the first flight and Justice League stuff mm-hmm. is that, like, and Ryan Reynolds casting matches that, is that he's a little bit old, not a little bit older, but he's not like that teen demographic. Yeah. And yeah. Carol Ferris and that is like a woman of his, she's an equal. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and yeah, so they are kind of like, it does feel like they're going a little younger with the chick. So are you disappointed that Anne Kruger didn't get it? Because apparently the rumors, because I had the, the rumor note first and then apparently just yesterday. No, 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 I, got, I saw the, uh, the rumor so note. So Eva Green, okay, Kerry Russell, fuck off. Jennifer Garner, hmm, Diane Kruger. Um, actually, out of all of them, I would rather, I mean, I would rather have Blake Lively, to be honest with you. I thought, uh, I always think of her as a brunette, not a blonde. Uh, I, I wasn't worried. I wasn't concerned too much about hair color because uh, comic book movies in the past have uh, proven to me that what I think doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, I mean, just because Mary Jane Watson is a redhead doesn't mean the chick who's going to play her is going to be a redhead. So I've just given up hope as far as hair color is concerned. Yeah. But it's like Carrie Russell. No, nah, I identify her with. with I mean, I, I like Carrie Russell. I think she's a good actress, but just I just don't see her as that character. She's been in anything. Jennifer Garner. She raped. She raped Electra. So uh, her, so you know she. I liked her. Even even the non-director's cut, I like. I I no, I, I, I like the director's cut. I didn't mind the non-director's cut in the sense, like, I mean, it had some nice moments, but it sold itself very, it sold itself short. Yeah. Uh, but I never I never agreed of uh, having Jennifer Garner as Electra. Never. Really? Never. You want to love that? I'll 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 fucking defend Affleck way before I defle- uh, before I defend Jennifer I'll defend Garner. Defend Affleck. What? Um. And uh, who, who else was who else was uh, Diane Kruger? 
I like. I still have fucking seen Glorious Bastards. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm I mean, like, upside down. I, I like Diane Kruger, but still, no. I mean, out of all of them, I'd rather go with Blake Lively I mean, because at least there's because to me, it's a new character. Because I don't see because there's I have no baggage. Exactly, I haven't watched Gossip Girl or anything. So you have enough baggage. As it is. I have enough baggage. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't see how that segued into it, but you know, cool. Mm. You know, bring up my crap. I'll take any excuse. You'll to take any pot shot. You know, you hit people in the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> you. <laughs> That's my new favorite word for 2010. It was your new favorite word for 2009. No, you've called me a douche quite a lot. The, ta- the tail end. Of, that's because because it comes from uh, and justice for all that old Al Pacino movie. Yeah. Where this guy is basically in court for having what what we would now call Tourette's, you know. But douche. but he didn't really have Tourette's. It's ah. just like, he had really calm Tourette's. It's like you know, like Tourette's basically like yeah, I could be talking normally to you and be like, "Cut shit, fuck," you know. Whereas this guy in and Justice for All, this is a really great early uh, late seventies um, Al Pacino movie, courtroom drama with Jack Warden and John Forsythe, <laughs> Blake Carrington, the man. Um, and Blake Carrington is essentially this um, judge, this very sort of uh, tight ass judge who is um, who has a terrible relationship with this lawyer, a very aggressive relationship with this lawyer played by Al Pacino. Hooah! And uh, this was before Al Pacino started doing all that shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Back when he was used to act. Back when he was fucking Al Pacino. Yeah. Uh, and um, but and he's just a real hard ass. And then he gets um, accused of rape, and Ooh. so there's a trial for rape. And to, on a, for for PR reasons, he wants Al Pacino to defend him. Oh, because it's like oh, the judge gets the rape. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So like, because like everyone would be like thinking, why the fuck would these, this guy who hates this guy defend him? You know, he's, unless he's, he's good. Un- unless he's innocent. Because he's the best at what he does, but. Uh, but it's like there's, there's this one earlier thing where there's a, this sort of hearing and this guy's being hauled up by this cop for like just being verbally abusive and Jack Warden is, is the judge and he's a judge that carries a gun like in his side holster <laughs> when he gets tired of using his hammer he just shoots bullet holes in, in the <laughs> just yeah, yeah. Di- uh, directed by Norman Jewison. I thought it was just the director of Fiddler on the Fucking Roof. <laughs> but uh, this guy is like, you know, like the cop will be testifying, and Jack Warden's like, "What are you saying?" He's like, oh, "They're they're they're curse words, Your Honor. I think that's all you need to understand." Oh, come on, just say it. We've all heard these words. Well, he used fuck a lot, <laughs> piss on you, stuff like that. <laughs> and then Jack Warden like says to the uh, defendant, "It's like, well, it's like you know, like uh, like a." Uh, uh, you know, how, how, how do you plead to this? And then a guy goes something along the lines of, "Well, you know, I'm a vegetarian." <laughs> and then the guy says, "Well, I don't understand what being a vegetarian has to do with." Uh, I've seen bits of this. It's like I don't see what being a vegetarian has to do with harsh language. And then the guy goes, "That's because you're a douchebag." Yeah, I've seen that bit. Or you told me that? about it before. Yeah, yeah, I probably have. Oh, flashback. <laughs> was that what that look was? I thought you were having a stroke for a second. <laughs> You had this fucking look on your face. I was telling the story. I was like, is he all right? <laughs> okay. Deja vu. All over again. <laughs> Glitch in the Matrix. But a yeah, that's just walk past there. I don't even have a cat. What the fuck? <laughs> in other news, we have to write a zombie movie fast. Yes, we do. So we can start writing other... Other fucking other, awesome other movies. Fucking the awesome movies. Collider had a, um, a bit of a news there during the week that um, a writer has been... Uh, there's multiple updates on this. But basically, G.I. Joe 2... They, uh, they previously said there was a writer now they have writers and uh, Rhett Reese uh, Paul Wernick, Wernick, Wernick the writers of uh, Zombieland Zombieland uh, have gone to do G.I. Joe and they're also going to write the Deadpool fucking movie for, yep, that's which right. would be you know we could write either of those yeah. in our sleep oh, well, I wouldn't go that far <laughs> we, uh, I think it might help to be conscious yo Joe but um, no I'm th- that's good news or we could write Deadpool versus 
That is good news. That that is good news. As long yeah. as as long as the fact that Zombieland actually was written by these two and they're just not the two guys that got credited. I don't know. Yeah, that's worrying. Uh, then then you know what? I'm all for it because I think the tone of Zombieland fits the tone of Deadpool very nicely. Yes. I'm not. I mean, I'm, I'm actually he breaks the fourth wall. I'm actually a lot happier that, uh, about them writing Deadpool than I am necessarily about writing GI Joe too. Yeah. Because it all depends on like how versatile they are as writers. If that's their thing, if that sort of tone is their thing. It might backfire yeah. on GI Joe because um, it might be a little too ironic for its own good. You know yeah. what I mean? Whereas uh, as Deadpool, it fits beautifully. I was at home over Christmas, and there's a lot of like you know reviews of the year. I was catching up and all that kind of shit. Not gone home at home, and loads of reviews of the year, and a lot of a lot of shit for GI Joe. I mean, I still think it's kind of fun. I watched on the plane home. I still no, yeah, like I know. It. I mean, GI Joe is it's it, GI Joe is basically one of those movies that people like to like to take a crap on, and and I can understand why some people might want to get on their high horse about that. It is one of those movies where it's Marmite. Yeah, you know, I mean, but it, it's fun. I've seen it like four times now. It's fun. I've seen I've seen it twice, and I think it's fun. Do I think it's good? No, not really. But I think it's fun. Yeah. And to me, there is there is a difference. But I mean, it's very funny because you know you have a lot of. A lot of just like reg- regular guys these days who just so fucking opinionated on movies because they've been watching movies their whole life mm-hmm. that you know in something you know <laughs> no I know but like that some people are dicks about it yeah, you know yeah. it's like and it's like you know you always like say to me why do I read the talkbacks yeah and it's like I read the talkbacks because I I want to see the level of idiocy you feel that, better about yourself a little, <laughs> I'm not that bad a little bit you yeah. know I mean you read it because okay I read it for a couple of reasons the first reason is is that some of them are pretty damn funny yeah you know whether you agree with them or not it's amazing the amount of thought that's gone into this bile yeah that, that, that they put in there and, and I find that genuinely funny but then another reason I go is just to come up just to see the shit that people come up with yeah. whether it's positive or negative and most of the time I prefer the negative stuff because it's funny yeah it's yeah. fucking hilarious some of the shit that these people say um, leading on from that uh, Chiran mentioned actually in the last podcast uh, the 70 minute review of yes. the Star Wars Phantom Menace yes uh, I went back he, didn't, he wasn't able to give enough detail on who the fuck it was but it's um, if you look on YouTube under Red Letter Media, mm-hmm. this is the guy who does it, and apparently he does all these, he does all his reviews in this style of like redneck, but like he's always giving out about his wife and how he killed her, mm-hmm. and how his new wife and shit like that, and how he's you know he needs to do his, take his heart medication and stuff like that. But it's funny. Uh, he's done. I, I started. I, I spent like I, I wanted to go to bed last night, but I ended up watching forty minutes of his review of Star Trek. Insurrection, not insurrection. Uh, Nemesis, Nemesis, and like there's the level of it's fucking stupid. Yeah, but then there's also points where it's like this is actually really good. Anyone who's writing a script in Hollywood for <laughs> any of these big kind of event movies should read this shit. Yeah, because yeah. it's actually I listen to this stuff because there's actually a lot of good points in there. Red Letter Media should look it up. Uh, if you're like Star Wars, Star Trek, it's good to watch these and just see. Yeah, I mean, one of the major points I took from him is like he sees it in a lot of movies is like, and he sees it's like the plot makes no sense. A lot of it hinges upon the good guys finding out like point A about the bad guys' plan and reacting in a very specific way. And if they don't do that, the bad guys' plan will fall the fuck apart. You get that in like. He also thinks Qui Gon Jinn is like fucking drunk all the time because like his his decision making is fucked up. The Phantom Menace is Qui Gon Jinn. Or as he calls him, Ginny. Because dr- it seems like he's drunk all the time. And he's excellent editing skills as well. He edits together like the deal that Qui-Gon makes with uh, Watto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't really make any sense at all in any universe. There's no one where, like, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put up the pod. I'll put up the pod. 
You put up the money, and then if we win, oh, no, I'll put up the ship. No, then you, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll take the ship. We'll get the engine. You put up the engine, but we get the kids, and then, oh, uh, it doesn't make any sense. I know, I know. And it's, it's just it's, having someone point that out, it's like, oh, yeah. No, it's like, I, I watched Phantom Menace not too long ago, actually. And Why? Just because I, I do that sometimes. No, no, I, I do that. Fat, I oh, and, watch that again. And I do that with uh, that particular movie. I do it a fair bit. <laughs> really? And I have no idea why. Every year, I'll go through this thing where I'm like, maybe it'll be good this year. You know, seriously, it's like I, I actually try to. Are you watching? You're like things not to do. I no, I, I in know, your but, own work, I will. But in, but in a strange way, I, I, on some masochistic level, I kind of enjoy it. Mm. Now, I mean, a lot more now than I mean what. Yeah, there's no excuse for that. It's yeah, like he's like, he's like, why do they go down on separate ships to the planet? Because they could have ended up millions of miles apart. I so thought, I thought you were going to take that in a different direction. Really? <laughs> why did I go down on? <laughs> why did you go down on George Lucas? Damn. All right, news, 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 news. James Cameron. James Cameron. James Cameron. We're now we do uh, art. This podcast is about the art. It's not about the money, but. It just happens to be making shitloads. It make, it seems to be making shitloads. At the moment, it's um, it made $1.13 as of Thursday. It is now the second biggest movie of all time, second only to Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> James Cameron. What was the Fuck third? It. I remember I, I didn't click uh, Return of the King. Yeah, Return of the King. Return of the King. So all it needs is another $700 million to top Titanic. Now, they're saying that uh, James Cameron has... Uh, made a deal that he's going to be uh, bringing another real life disaster of massive human loss what advertised real life to the screen no I was referring <laughs> to Titanic. Titanic I was referring to Titanic yeah um, although you never know some yeah. people might have died making Avatar <laughs> wouldn't surprise me <laughs> I can't do any more mocap man I'm tired <laughs> I'm tired mate I'm tired mate I'm tired mate <laughs> I did actually see before before I went home for Christmas. I did actually see on I was flicking around TV and they had like behind the scenes an Avatar, mm-hmm. really good thing. And Sam Worthington comes off as such a much nicer dude in the, in- in the interviews than he does in like uh, not a nicer dude, but just a more he comes off as a real character in the interviews mm-hmm. as opposed to the roles he plays. Where There's he, a lot more where to he's him. Just kind of a blank slate. Yeah, right? Tabula Rasa. But uh, Cameron has optioned the rights to the upcoming book Last Train to Hiroshima. Is it still coming or out? By uh, Charles Pellegrino. Yeah. Um, which is about the two days in August 1945 on which two Japanese cities were struck by atomic bombs effectively ending World War II. You might have heard of this. Yes. The, the, uh, what, what freaked me about this, I, I came across this news from a, an, a, a weird source. I was reading the newspaper and it was uh, talking about Tsutomu Yamaguchi. Yeah, Tsutomu Yamaguchi, who is the was, most uh, unfortunate. But I've never heard his story before. It just came out because Jim Cameron. How bad is our society that no one publicized his story? Yes. Until Jim Cameron visited him, this yep. guy lived through both. Yeah, he was in Hirosh- Nagasaki. He was in. Uh, he was in. He was a Nagasaki na- native. Uh, he was like there. Apparently, like he was hiding. A, he was in a stairwell or something like that, and that, that shielded him. Yep. Fucking skin burnt off his fucking bones. Yep. Goes to. He's like. He's. What was it? Goes to. Uh, goes to uh, Hiroshima. Goes to. He's on a business trip in Hiroshima. Uh, when the first bomb got dropped and then he's three kilometers from ground zero like th- I think it's usually 30k is like the blast radius mm-hmm. uh, it temporarily blind- blinded him damaged his hearing and inflicted horrific burns from much of the top of his body three days later Yamaguchi was back in his home city of Nagasaki more than 300 kilometers away explaining his injuries to his boss <laughs> how fucked up is that it's like yeah I wasn't in on Tuesday cause uh, uh. I got nuked <laughs> And then when he's telling the dude this story, 
I got atomicized. He got fucking nuked again! <laughs> I mean, this is an amazing fucking story. I mean, they're talking about he's had cancer troubles, like his kids have had problems. I know. And he only died. He only died last week. Last fucking week. And like he was saying, like, he wanted to meet Obama. He wanted to meet any sitting president to say, for the love of God, tell my story. Don't fucking nuke anyone ever again. It really hurts. <laughs> You know? So, and it's not even his book. He'd written a book called, I think it's Double Survivor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're going to use this other book called Train from Hiroshima. Yes, Last Train to Hiroshima by Charles Pellegrino. Um, But yeah, it's it's just an amazing story. Absolutely. But but they're not telling his story. They're telling the story of the bombs. I know, I know, I know. But he will be a part of, I mean, his character. Hopefully, yeah. No, no, no. It's uh, it's confirmed that his character. Oh, really? His character is featured in that book. No, he's dead. They can use him without any rights. Yeah. Yeah, sad to say. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see like oh, where God. this. I know it's like just insane. Can you imagine that? It yeah. sounds like a Family Guy fucking episode. Yeah, yeah. It's like the poor old God. Jesus. Oh, here we go. Oh. Not again. Well, it reminds me of that time when I was late for work and <laughs> I got nuked. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Getting nuked this time reminds me of the last time I got nuked. How the fuck do you survive that? Uh, but, they also. Um, but it'd be interesting to see where this fits in because at the moment. Um, uh, Lightstorm Entertainment has just got so many movies on its slate at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got Battle Angel, the Fantastic Voyage remake, The Dive, and um, the The uh, Dive is supposed to be Cameron's next. Yeah, the proposed uh, Avatar sequels, and that's the thing they've talked about that. And they said that, like, apparently, like he's gone into way much too much detail. Like you know, Pandora orbits this other planet, and they're thinking of going back there for the sequel. I don't know. I mean, like he's saying that uh, Avatar is part of a trilogy, and and, and that, it doesn't feel that and, way and after that, watching and, the movie. And to me, that's just uh, I, I don't know. It's like whenever anyone says that these days, it's it just feels like such bullshit. Yeah, you know, it's like this was a planned trilogy. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, how can you know? I don't know. It, it's just like I, I mean. Per- I'm not. I'm the, I should be excited about an Avatar sequel, but for some strange reason, I'm not. I felt it was self-contained. I didn't. I, I, don't, think I, don't, I don't think there's any threads you know, hanging. It's like I don't want an Avatar sequel. There's to, no Vader spinning off into space. I don't want an Avatar sequel the same way I don't want a District Nine sequel. I just, yeah. I just want, I just want it to be left alone. Yeah, it's, 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 it's fine as it's fine how it is. Just yeah. leave it. You know, use the technology with a, for a different story. Yeah. What they have said is that just because the investment in setting up, like, now they've done all the design. Yeah. That's all on computer. They can reuse that. Yeah. I, I, quarter of the cost yes but that's no reason to make a movie yeah no no I mean I, I on that level yes I understand it if that's the case then you know what just do a whole bunch of really cool games yeah you know or something apparently the first game shit well I find I mean I was I, close to, have you seen the toys they're uh, all in no. flat pack boxes they're all the exact same shape of box mm-hmm. like there's a jeep it's like how does it fit in this box mm-hmm. but there's also the walker I was very close to getting the uh, robo suit oh yeah does it look cool I couldn't really tell. There's no photos on the box. I see. I it's see, all I see. artist renderings. I see. Is it, do you do you put it together? Is it like GI Joe type know. shit? I didn't. Say, it didn't say. It's like it felt like a jigsaw. I thought, is this a jigsaw? And then I, like, I looked at it. I was like, no, it's the actual toy. And he's like, well, the toy's this big and it's about that thick, and the box is two thirds that thick. So what the fuck? It is must. Going it on? must be like the old school GI Joe toys where Could you be. just you just, just put the shit together. Just yeah, slot A into yeah, just put the shit together yourself. BB. I remember, like, you know, I used to put put together all the GI Joe toys. I thought I was really good. I think I thought I could handle Airfix. Mm-hmm. Got Airfix. I, I, didn't get, to your I face. didn't get very far. I, I hurt myself. Was it Adrian Mole who glued it to his nose when he tried to sniff glue? Adrian Mole. <laughs> he did, didn't he? He was trying to sniff the glue yeah, on yeah, his yeah, Airfix, yeah. and he got he stuck it to his nose. The secret diary of Adrian Mole, or age thirteen and three quarters. I never read any of the later ones. You read like this was one where he's in his thirties and shit. I I read up to True Confessions. Which is which? Twenties, isn't it? That was the twenties. Yeah, I remember that one. 
It was it was a time. It wasn't it wasn't the, it was the time. It was the time. It was the time. Jesus Christ. Morris Day in the time. Morris Day in the time. Other news, RoboCop is dead. Yes. Apparently, um, this also- Darren Aronofsky didn't take too kindly to be asked, hey, that Avatar thing's doing quite well in 3D. Would yeah. you do RoboCop in 3D? Fuck no! Well, just I'm, doesn't I'm, want to do it. I mean, also, there is uh, the whole fact that that is also another MGM movie, and MGM is also yeah. in financial crisis. But that was the big thing. That was the Apparently, that was the big problem, is that they decided they wanted to do RoboCop in 3D, and... Darren Aronofsky wasn't too keen on that. He had his own ideas. He wanted to keep everything as real as possible. They yeah. wanted to do it. They just wanted to throw in a whole bunch of CGI in there. Yeah, just Darren Aronofsky's RoboCop sounds awesome. Darren Aronofsky presents RoboCop in 3D sounds like, uh, what's it called? Creative meddling. But you know what? I'd still probably go see it. Yeah. <laughs> just to get the, the, the gun pointing at you. You know, I've been... I've been Better lie, you're coming with me. You know, I just realized I've been catching up on my 24 and I just realized, like, uh, season five, it's almost... Season five is almost like a Robocop cast reunion because you got Peter Weller in there and then uh, Jack... He's a... Bauer's dad? He's uh, the no. Bauer's former... Like, he's Bauer's mentor. Former Bauer's mentor. Uh, James Cromwell. Yeah. But uh, in season five, you've got, like, Peter Weller... So uh, Robocop's in there. Uh, Jack Bauer's brother is played by uh, one of the henchmen, the ball the guy. The guy who gets like the guy who gets melted. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That freaked me out for fucking. It's like you know, for for a long time, my biggest fear was of dying by driving into a vat of acid. I can't even drive. Yeah. Help me. And then Red from um, the '70s show creams yeah. all over his van. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and um, no Red's name. And Ray and Ray Wise and Ray Wise is plays the vice president in season five, and, <laughs> and he's also like one of the henchmen. I got him, Clarence! I got him! Clarence, that's it. Fuck Clarence him. Boddicker. Boddicker. Clarence What's the actor's name? Kurtwood Smith. Kurtwood Smith. Who's in season seven? <laughs> awesome. Clarence Boddicker, you are under arrest. <laughs> Fuck you. There's a family guy where they're interviewing Kurtwood Smith, and he's like, you know, they have the screen projected on his forehead because yeah. it's huge. <laughs> oh god but I love Clarence Boddicker and that character is so awesome we've gone this far without mentioning the new trailer the trailer the you go out there go to YouTube Google the A-Team A-Team the A-Team trailer came out it's not a bootleg it's not some crazy shit I was, I'm still amazed it's still up there there's a trailer you go, you, YouTube A-Team this looks awesome this looks amazing I mean we you know creamed ourselves when we saw the photo for fuck's sake the yeah. movie lives up to the photo it does. Uh, it you does. get to see Liam Neeson say, I love it when a plan comes, comes together, together, and that is fucking brilliant. But Liam Neeson also is making no attempt to... Play it subtle. To, to play it subtle, and he's also making no attempt to use any other voice than his own. It gets better. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like his, it's like Liam Neeson, he steps. He sounds like he's just stepped off Rob Roy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, it's, like he's making no attempt to fucking... No, there is, I don't know, he might have made like a 5% attempt, because there's some weird... I don't know, his voice doesn't sound quite as Irish as normal, but it's just like, he's not in Taken, but it just sounds yeah. different. But um, yeah, this looks kick-ass. They have the van. B.A. looks fucking kick-ass, because B.A. was the one that you didn't see an awful lot of photos of yeah. you that had a hat on each other. Yeah, yeah. Looks but like there's, there's a beautiful reveal shot of the back of his head, and then he's got his, he's got his fist up. The version I saw was a little blur, so I couldn't see what was tattooed across, yeah, his, fucking, across his fucking knuckles. When he sees the van... Yeah, he walks through the van. It's like, do you miss me, baby? I miss you. I know, and it's just the way, the delivery, the editing with with the next shot that comes after that with the van like crashing through the wall. That was just awesome. Like as the van it crashes through a, a gate, like a, a wooden gate thing, and like you know crunches down the the, the suspension, and instantly I was thinking. And just as you're thinking that, the theme actually does come on, and that's the thing. 
they've updated the theme and yeah. they've updated the they've done the voiceover it is the same it's like, yeah. only instead of in 1975 it's last year yeah yeah in the late uh, what was it uh, fucking what was it uh, one year ago an elite commando unit crime was committed of a crime they didn't commit this is like if you have a problem no one else can help you and if you can find them and it's totally non cheesy yeah, yeah, it's, it's not cheesy at all then maybe you can hire VAT it's brilliant there is no plan B yeah <laughs> there is no plan B I like that that's yeah. pretty cool uh, no, I mean, like, I would imagine that probably people are going to bitch about it because it's uh, just the thing that you that people do. Yeah. But personally, on just on a kitty level, I'm like, what the fuck is the problem? I mean, you, you uh, my, I have one complaint. One complaint that I have is that it's all very much like you know. I think there's 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 at least one welding scene in there. Yeah, yeah. They have someone cracking the thing to spark open a welder. Yeah, 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 you have face looking cool. You have Sherlock copied that saying much until the end of it. Yep. And then he's like, if you look at the left side of the aircraft, you will see the wings on fire, which is, again is awesome. But after that, they have a scene that is mostly CG and is quite over the top when it comes to like, it, it, it's over the top action. It's a just, very over the top action sequence um, that mm. belongs in, in like some. G.I. Joe. Yeah. It, it's the kind of thing you would see. So I'm Joe. very worried. Like, if that is a high point for the action, that's fine. But. If that is the mid level of the action or the bottom level of the action that you're going to expect, if there's going to, if they're going to top try and top that, I'm very worried because they don't need to do that. This, I, needs, to, this needs to be cars flipping over and guys getting out unhurt. Uh, and real cars, not CGI cars, real cars. I, 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 I personally, I really like that part. But I mean, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I, I like in the tank with them the yeah. up and down. Yeah. I like that. I would. And we're not spoiling this movie. You see that little thing, and they're like, yeah. whoa, hey. I like that. But when Bradley Cooper pops at the top and does that thing, I'm yeah. like, mm, no, this I could mean, be I'm, I'm, fake CGI looking. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of on the level with you in the sense that um, I hope that that's way late in the movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because I do see what you mean, that if that's sort of the norm to try and maintain that level, it's going to be a little too cartoonish for its own Yeah, theory. it's cartoonish. Yeah. Uh, we got to like, speed up this news because we've got loads of reviews to do right. um, quickly reviews there's a trailer for Marmaduke which looks like fucking terrible did you see this Owen Wilson is Marmaduke I refuse to watch the trailer do it's terrible don't watch it uh, Furry th- Vengeance Brendan Fraser is turning into American Dad have you seen this he's swelled he also looks like Rodney Dangerfield really yeah it's basically him versus the, the forest uh, no I haven't seen this and like the forest they don't talk they're just animals that go <laughs> terrible fucking movie looking looks Jeez. terrible and the other one that we should spend some time on is Cop Out, which was previously known by the better name, A Couple of Dicks, which is uh, the, Kevin uh, Smith. The, the new film that Kevin Smith is directing. Uh, this is the first time Kevin Smith is doing a film that he didn't write. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, a buddy cop movie starring Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis and Tracy Morgan with uh, Sean William Scott as the guy riding in the backseat. And I was quite happy when I saw him in it because I was like, hey, here comes the thunder. Because <laughs> I haven't seen him in anything for a while. Uh, and he was in Role Models. I loved you in Bulletproof Monk. Yeah, but that was a while ago, man. That was about, about last year? Uh-huh. It wasn't that long ago. I mean, what? He's the one movie a year? So As long as it's good. good. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but but um, the trailer looks bad. Terrible. Yeah, the trailer looks fucking, fucking terrible. I um, think, and I think you've actually said... Like, I, with, the only thing that's... I think you say if you can't make a movie look good in the trailer, you're in trouble. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I firmly believe that. Yeah. Um, however, I do think that you can that you can mismarket a movie. Yeah. And it's like, not to say that... Um, no, because like, because uh, with this movie, there's no real eye candy, and no. from what I can tell, there's probably not much of a plot either. So it's like, whoever, it's all down to the comedy. No, but it's also it, it's also me, very tracing. reflective. It's also very reflective of today's movie-going audiences that uh, marketing people are just idiots. 
so convinced that everyone is just like can only think in it's like like for the Twitter generation yeah. it's like you can only think in a hundred and how many characters 20, 24 or whatever. I don't know it means nothing to you so anyway you, know, you just keep going something stupid like that and you can tell that this going. has been put together for that audience yeah. it's like we're just going to give you a series of snippets that don't necessarily connect but we think or funny but we think they're funny so yeah. we'll just put that in there and you know and you'll see Tracy Morgan and Bruce Willis on the screen together and you'll think oh how bad can it be if this is an R-rated movie I'll wait for the I want to see the red band before I make my mind up but right now I'm not convinced I have no idea if it's a I mean I, I hope it is I hope it is yeah. um, but um, Tracy Morgan veers a lot into Martin, Martin Lawrence territory, territory yes. which is not it's not flavor country it's no, not no, somewhere no. where you want to be it's not something it's like Afghanistan you yes. don't want to be in Martin Lawrence country no if you don't have Will Smith next to him then no no, no you got to be careful of that but uh, there have been some reviews a lot of the reviews have come in from test screening saying that it's actually really good okay well they should try and get that across in the next fucking trailer yeah, like a one one review that came into Any Cool News basically said that um, uh, that uh, the trailer doesn't do it justice at all. Well, th- that's their fucking fault. Yes, yes. Your trailer, I mean, the eighteen trailer is pure awesome. It's distilled, straight, pure awesome. I so, agree. how the <laughs> fuck can you? I mean, you cannot distill your movie. You cannot get like enough cool bits to fill a thirty second trailer. You're in trouble. Well, it's more like two minutes. Whatever. 30 seconds that's a commercial there's still not even 30 seconds in the fucking thing that's good I got suckered by the last bit yeah. the last bit going give me a bit of a chuckle I mean I was happy to see someone who's got working because you know Stifler Stifler needs money yeah. Stifler no Stifler doesn't need money I need money <laughs> Stifler's alright <laughs> I loved you in Bulletproof Monk he did yeah <laughs> I hate that movie oh one last trailer <laughs> yeah they, there was a lot of this going on with the French version and there was an English version I finally saw the English version for Inception oh yeah no, this looks fucking awesome this looks awesome I have no idea what's going on at all I have no idea what's going on it's like Leonardo DiCaprio is talking to the girl about saying like use stuff not from your memory but like, it's like think of other things it's like yeah. they're in Wonderland or some shit like they're no, making no, no. shit up it's bizarre and it looks amazing it looks really cool this is a very quick segment of Joseph Norton yeah, 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 as well being like Argh! yeah yeah he looks like he's probably going to be a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like loads of folding and <laughs> looks awesome. There's the way the streets fold. PC dead. Yeah, it looks like it's died on me. Shit. The fuck. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Sh- shall we head into your reviews? Yeah, I'll get Ghost Rider too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, there was a, an interview on uh, Collider with um, the producer, Mike DeLuca, where he's uh, basically saying that the new Ghost Rider sequel has been put on the fast track. It's being called No Eva Mendes. Be, yes, No Eva Mendes, No Mark Stephen Johnson. Uh, it's going to be called, the tentative title is Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Uh, and this was based on David Goyer's original draft. Uh, and they're thinking they're going to take it to uh, Europe. Oh, really? Yeah, they're going to take it to Europe, which was Nicolas Cage's idea. Probably back at the time when Ghost Rider European vacation. I know. Basically, I think I think Ghost. I think uh, Nicholas Cage probably was like, "This is back when he still had money." So he was like, "Oh, I want to check out some castles <laughs> over in Europe. We should film Ghost Rider." Back when he still had money. <laughs> oh yeah, he's uh, he owes the IRS millions. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't see this. No, and, like uh, apparently he's not doing too good. Apparently, like his uh, his ex manager uh, screwed him. Screwed him out of millions. Shit. And uh, and uh, over the years, he's just been spending massive amounts of money and just not buying tax. buying ca- buying castles and <laughs> like literally buying castles. 
And uh, I do have to say, the new trailer for Kick Ass, he looks kind of cool. It's like that Batman looking dude. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's, he's Batman with a gun. Dude, I like Nicolas Cage. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm Kick Ass looks like, Kick Ass looks like it's the best decision he's ever made his entire life. <laughs> the latest trailer, the latest trailer for Kick Ass is out there as well if you Google that. Um, this is the best and last trailer or detail I will be watching for Kick-Ass because I only knew that Kick-Ass went out there and got his ass kicked for the first time mm-hmm. I didn't know where Big Daddy and Hit Girl came in mm-hmm. now that tra- have you seen the new trailer? I haven't seen the new trailer hey, the new trailer does explain a lot of it like and that like there's a bad guy after them because he needs to make an example of one superhero in order to take down Big Daddy mm-hmm. so it kind of outlines the plot a lot first scene like the first time I'd seen Red Mist mm-hmm. first time I'd seen Big Daddy in costume mm-hmm. first time I'd seen the bad guy yeah. so this spell out a lot of things I don't want to be spelled out anymore I want to keep the rest of it I mean I was I was on board with this anyway Yeah. but now it's like if I see any more of this it might ruin it for me so I'm done Cool. but it looks cool it looks kick ass no no I mean like I've seen I've been watching everything else up until then mm. I actually quite quite consciously avoided that one I yeah because like, because I have a rough idea what it's about, and, and, and that, that, that's enough for me. Yeah, so if you yeah. don't know what Kick Ass is, look for this latest show. It's on Yahoo Movies, which is fucking suck. But uh, yeah, the new Ghost Rider, they're saying they want to take it to uh, Europe because uh, they could, and I quote, we could avail ourselves uh, a lot of religious, we could avail ourselves to a lot of religious sites in history that aren't available in the U.S. We want to. We Ghost want to Rider be, versus the Vatican? We want to be as fresh and new as we can get in terms of getting away from that pseudo Western thing. Yeah, because it was shit. It was shit. Uh, Ghost Rider versus the Pope. Only good thing about having the pseudo Western thing in the first one was that you had the Sam writing, the they, writing scenes, and that you had Sam, and that that gave you an excuse to cast Sam Elliott. Yeah, because Sam Elliott's just good value in any yeah. movie, and he was like from near Lowe's angle. Uh, but he also says that uh, doing it in 3D is definitely on the cards. Mm. <laughs> Fuck 3D. Okay, uh, thank yo. you very much, James Cameron. This is what's going to happen now. Yeah, is that we're just going to get tons of pointless 3D shit. Yeah. Thank you very much. Budget's going to skyrocket. Ticket prices are going to go up. Popcorn's prices are going to go up. Welcome to the internet. Turned. Uh, anyway. Emails. Emails. Oh, wait, wait. Before we get to emails, I just got to talk about this. Is that Gary Coleman? Gary Coleman wants his penis removed from a movie. <laughs> it was... It was... Uh, <laughs> we should have led with this piece. It was... Uh, yeah, we should have. <laughs> it was uh, um, reported not too long ago that Gary Coleman was put into hospital after suffering a seizure. Really? Uh, yeah, although five minutes after, uh, witnesses say, he seemed fine to me. <laughs> uh, you know, so you don't really know. But anyway, um, he is now planning to get a lawyer in order to stop a company from showing his... His, his, his fucking, junk. His, uh, his penis in a movie called Midgets vs. Mascots. Oh, God. Uh, apparently, uh, Gary Coleman appeared in a scene that shows him breaking up a locker room fight during the sequence his robe accidentally flies open, briefly exposing his penis to the camera. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the, producer, oh the producers said... In, oh, God. The producers, the producers said in a prepared statement... With regards to Gary Coleman's displeasure with a scene in the film in which he briefly shows full frontal nudity, the producers of the film have multiple contracts signed by Gary which give the filmmakers full rights and permissions to shoot any and all footage, including nudity, during the making of the film. Therefore, we have no plans to remove that particular scene from the film. We met with Gary this morning, and he is aware of our decision. What are you talking about, Gavin? (laughs) Um, And upon learning this, Gary Coleman made his own statement, claiming that his penis, that the penis shown in the movie, is a body double. What? He says, I wanted all... (laughs) I wanted all my fans to protest my penis being in the movie, because I didn't want that. 
It's a body double, I believe, because I certainly was not going to do this. And I heard that the body double is ugly and un- is unattractive and does not make me look good. Oh, because Gary Coleman's a fine cut of a man. Yeah, because Gary Coleman, I mean, he's just fucking Denzel Washington. Fuck. You know? Only shorter. Only taller. He's <laughs> a cock of Eli. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon, similar to you. Uh, I want to see this movie. No, I don't want to see Gary Coleman's cop. No. Midgets versus mascots. How oh, could you not want to see that? Because it's wrong and it's weird. Is Tracy Lords in it? I don't know. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Email. 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 Gary Coleman. So uh, apparently we got an The only reason from- I clicked on that link was because I thought it said Gary Cole. I always do that. <laughs> I was like, Gary Cole. Gary Cole, uh, you know, captain of the Excalibur in the Babylon 5 uh, spin off Excalibur, was like, Really? Got a short black dude to be the captain? <laughs> Weird. American Gothic Gary Cole, really? They got a little short black dude? Whereas there was something, oh yeah, that's uh, Harvey Birdman, attorney of law. I thought it was Gary Coleman, not oh, yeah. Gary Cole. Yeah. <laughs> no. I was like, Gary Cole. sound like him. Gary Cole's awesome. Yeah, Gary Cole is the bomb. He's, he's, he's the new he's, David Warner. He's the man. He's like, You're watching something, and all of a sudden, boom! Gary Cole. Gary Cole. Boom! Gary Cole. Dave Warner. Dave Warner turned up on Wallander. I was watching Wallander. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, boom! Dave Warner. I like him in that. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Brando's pretty good in that. I like that, yeah. yeah I like the way they, it was, it's kind of weird, though, they kept it. It's in Sweden. They kept all the Swedish names. But everyone speaks in English. But everyone speaks in English. So you saw Loki. See, Loki. I, I saw No Over Christmas as a new one. No, he should be in it. This is like, this is like a second series. Oh, it's where, the second series. This is where Wallander hands in his badge. Oh, right. I haven't seen that one. Well, there you go. So this is the new series of it? Yeah, it was brand new on BBC. So I, I saw part one, and then... Uh, well, I, haven't, I haven't seen any of those. They were doing a three... It's a three-part series, and... But how cool is the theme song? The theme song to Wallander? It's like... I don't know. It's some, some years. It's like some jazzy sort of, like, uh, yeah. thing. It's really cool. like, this is kind of cool, but... It's really depressing. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like... It's like Prime Suspect where like you know they're just like depressing and don't sleep or wash or shave. No, he doesn't shave. No. No. You don't you don't do shaving. Walder. Roadhouse. Anyway, um <laughs> You haven't seen that family guy yet. Yeah. Like, he gets this whole thing about Roadhouse and just starts kicking people. Did I show you that one? No, 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 didn't. No, Anywho, we have uh, two emails this week. Jesus. Yeah. So, I'm not sure what this first one's about, but Mr. David Knight, uh, just emails, no hello, just a uh, appalling black tirade followed by a diss of the greatest golfer in history who appears to be black. I'm never listening again. I have no idea what he's talking about. I, I don't either. It was quite a long time ago. Last podcast, was quite, I, I mean, I got pretty wasted over Christmas. No, I mean, I, I'm I, Irish. I, 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 home. I remember the whole Tiger Woods thing, but I don't remember the black tirade. I, I mean, unless you, unless you count the fact that I think... I think Chiron said, or uh, well, there was something about the black kid with the family. We we went into like a Michael Sarah thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't remember what the movie was we were talking about. I, I can't remember either. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't massive. But it was just you know, it wasn't massive. It wasn't like we burned down any churches or anything. Uh, no, yeah. no. We're talking about malaise. Yeah, I know. I've shot far too much heroin into my eyeball since then to remember what he's talking about. No, yeah, I've taken a lot of like you know like vodka shots. Yeah, vodka shot to the eyeballs because yeah, yeah. like it gets it into gets the, straight the brain straight. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks for emailing, Mister Knight. Yeah, I mean, and uh, in regards to um, Tiger Woods... That reminds me, we should have a theme tune. We should have a theme tune. <laughs> an original score. Original score. I believe we spoke to someone about it. Yeah, ages score. ago. But, ages he's, ago. but he's, he's a flaky little cocksucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but, uh, 
But we actually do have a question. In reg- wait, in regards to the whole Tiger Woods thing, um, I, we weren't talking about it so much because the dude's black, but so much because the dude is like fucking super rich and everyone knows who he is and he's supposed to be a boy did scout did you hear the thing about apparently it came out that he did an interview with GQ and he's 21 before he hired his current agent yeah. and in that he was like I'm gonna give you some pussy I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna bang that bitches I'm gonna pay golf I'm gonna be on the I'm gonna fuck it up man and then he got an agent who said like no don't do that dude oh really let's go high apparently someone on GQ signed this for like right now like they were waiting they knew something was coming so apparently, like, before he hired his current agent, it's like Tom Cruise. You know, Tom Cruise, all the crazy shit that Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise is like, you never see him in any fucking hello, okay, anything, until he fired his agent. And then it was like, on the couch, oh, I'm in love with Katie. Oh, shit, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, still good, it's still good. <laughs> But he didn't do any of that shit until he got rid of his agent. And this is the same thing with Tiger. Apparently, Tiger is a horn dog, but he's kept it under wraps because of his agent. So I mean, we're not we're not we're not dissing on we're not dissing on Tiger. No, he, he did this shit to himself. Yeah, that yeah. crazy ass nigger. And I broke and I broke my couch. He just broke your couch. <laughs> Okay, you happy, David? You happy? I broke my couch. Okay, you got, you know, like, God... I broke my couch. God has fucking punished Ian for being a racist asshole. It's a pretty shit couch anyway, doesn't matter. I think it's be better now. You know, like, Tom Cruise is laughing right now. He's like, that's right, you make fun of me. You know what? I can I break my couch, but I can I can replace it like that. Because I'm Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. Who the fuck are you? Huh? Yeah, I jump on Oprah's you couch. Know, fuck it, yeah. You hit people from the back of the head. Yeah. I go on national TV. We did get an actual question email though as well. All right, okay. Uh, this comes from Miss, uh, let me think, Miss uh, Trinity. No, that's too obvious. Uh, Miss T Tan. Miss T Tan. <laughs> so the question was if you could put two characters from different films in the same room and observe their conversation, who would they be? Just wanted to say that if you'd rather not answer the question, then you can print this out and use the other side for doodling on. I'll even give you a pen. I wasn't supposed to read that bit, was I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Xanax. So, Xanax. Someone needs Xanax. Or, or some codeine cough syrup. Mmm. Mm. Tasty. Codeine. Percodan. So what do you got? What's the characters you put in a movie? Or room? Uh, I would put the dude from Big Lebowski. Uh-huh. Um, and I would put him... I'd put him in a room with meat to hang out and get stoned. That'd be awesome. No, I mean, like, I, I would, I would put, like, the dude in a room and put him in with, like... Nobody puts dude in a room. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you gonna let me finish? No. <laughs> okay, Jeff, Jeff Bridges from Big Lebowski and, and, uh, Haley Joel Osment from Sixth Sense. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> the question was if you could put them in a room and observe. Yeah. Yeah, I would want to observe that. That'd be some freaky-ass shit. Fuck. <laughs> I see dead people, D- dude. I mean, tie the rooms. Every once, in, every once in a while, like just ha- throw in a sound effect, like, <laughs> like from those cheesy '80s movies. Like you have like this guy would like look at look at you, and he's 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 like a mind murderer, and you know, it's like the village of the dam. Those little fucking bastard kids. You're so weird. The one I'd like to see in a room is I like to get all the Batman's. Yeah, yeah. You I want to get? I want to get Adam West, Michael Keaton. Uh, Val Kilmer George Clooney and Christian Bale in a room and just as Batman like uh, Bruce Wayne like the character yeah, of Bruce yeah, Wayne yeah, yeah. get all the Bruce Waynes together and just see what the fuck happens I reckon it'd be, break into a knife fight 
That'd be pretty damn funny. It would be pretty good. That'd be pretty damn funny. <laughs> um, I, I would, I would also like to like like to put um, uh, fucking Hugh Grant from yeah. from uh, Four Weddings and Funeral uh, in in the same room as Sloth from Goonies. There <laughs> uh, you go. Oh, uh, baby. If I might put uh, Charles Cassidy. Hi. <laughs> It's not Charles Cassidy. David Cassidy. David Cassidy. David Cassidy. I think I love you. And mm. what? A, mm. that's too, no, that's not as actually. No, yeah. no, 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 quite, quite not. Yeah. Yeah. Sit at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you could do uh, Hugh Grant from Four Weddings and uh, Hunter S. Thompson because Hunter S. Thompson could teach him how to really curse. That's right. <laughs> and do drugs. Uh, uh, um, I'd also like to put. Personally, uh, I'd like to put JFK. From real life with the JFK from uh, the, the, the the cartoon, the clone, uh, the clone high, the clone high. <laughs> I uh, do not talk like that at all. Yes, you do. I am not a caricature. I am an actual actor. Answer the question. <laughs> you, I'll see you at the party. As in, I won't see you at the party, Mister JFK. I forgot to wash my hands. <laughs> Does my butt like bacon these Cheetos? <laughs> I think he says that one. Uh, the one I would go for is like, I, well, I was thinking about it, I thought about this for a while, but it's like Jar Jar Binks, and I was thinking either Boba Fett, the Sarlacc. I'd like to see the Sarlacc mm-hmm. and Boba Fett in a room yeah, yeah. having coffee. Like coffee and cigarettes, like the movie. Like um, Tom Waits. Okay. Tom Waits and uh, Jar Jar Binks. I think that could work. <laughs> Or the other one was Ed 209 with Jar Jar, which is basically, I'd like to just see, you have 20 seconds to stop being shit. <laughs> Comply. <laughs> or, uh, I'd, like, I'd like to see John Belushi and fucking uh, James Belushi. Yeah. Actually, like, yeah. I'd love to hear that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, K9, huh? 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 No, did you learn nothing from my death? <laughs> Red Heat was on over Christmas. I was so close to watching it. Red Heat's awesome. Yeah, I was kind of flicking because Anchorman, Anchorman was on at the same time. I would watch Red Heat over Anchorman any day. Of the I was thinking of it. I was like, I was, I was thinking, I would watch Red Heat what's, any day. Of the fuck what's this movie? Why are all these? Why are all these Russians in this scene? Oh, there's Ernie. Must be Red Heat. <laughs> Red Heat. It's awesome. <laughs> the other one I would, I'd love to see Daniel Plainview from um, The Will Be Blood, but I couldn't figure out to put him in a room with. I mean, he's like. He's fucking insane. Unless you like put like the Joker in there, you should like put, like uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker. Put Daniel Day Lewis's character from fucking My Left Foot in there. See how Daniel Plainview speaks to him. I have a milk. I have a straw. You have a milkshake. <laughs> fucking milkshake. Fuck up, fucking. Crazy Brown. Fuck up, Peyton. <laughs> no offense. Christy Brown could kick his ass. <laughs> We should stop now. Before we get in more trouble. I'd like to see um I'd like to see Christopher Walken from King of New York and Christopher Walken from Pulp Fiction. And, and Christopher Walken from Mouse Hunt. And Christopher Walken from The Rundown. <laughs> <laughs> 
And just for good measure, Christopher Walken from Batman Returns. <laughs> Have all the Christopher Walkens in the same room. <laughs> That's my answer. I want all of the crew. All of them. Every Christopher Walken character every, ever. You know, and then there's always, because there's always the wild, there's always like some fucking odd Christopher Christopher Walken character. Like, oh, well, well, there's always some odd. No, every no, he's odd. I know he is odd, but there's a Christopher Walken role. And every once in a while you see him in a movie like, huh, what the fuck? Like when he- Frankenstein <laughs> never scared me. <laughs> You've been practicing that. <laughs> that was pretty good. You've been working on that shit. <laughs> Whoa! Your car's alive. Your car's alive. Alive. Hey! <laughs> Chase me. Chase me. <laughs> and Chris, Christopher Walken from, from Gili. And Christopher Walken from Hairspray. <laughs> And Christopher Walken from Weapon of Choice <laughs> doesn't say any shit. Goes around dancing. <laughs> and Christopher, Walken, and you got to have Christopher Walken from The Deer Hunter. Oh yeah, that was on Christmas as well. Actually, I watched half of that. I was right. I was, I was surprised at how much of that movie was actually just them on a log, like falling off a log and getting back on the log. It's a good 20, 30 minutes. And it's it's all Christopher Walken's except one guy, Harvey Keitel from The Piano. He's just in there. <laughs> He's just there. I thought you were say Harvey Keitel. Plus Harvey Keitel from Pulp Fiction? No, no, the no. Wolf? No, 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 no. Just, it's all Christopher Walken. All the Christopher Walken characters Christopher Walken's ever played. But if you look closely, like it's like an Easter egg, you'll see Harvey Keitel. I can just them. imagine like all of them going at each other. Just and then chatting. suddenly there's Harvey Keitel's cock. <laughs> what are you doing? And, and, and Put it away! <laughs> Chase me. <laughs> Your cock's alive. That's no mouse. <laughs> Reviews. 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 Right. You first. Well, we should do the wild things first, because I don't think we're going to get through everything else. Yeah, yeah, let's do We're going wild. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the wild things are. Where the wild things... Where, the wild where they are... <laughs> it's like New York. <laughs> They're just crazy over there. <laughs> you might get stabbed. <laughs> That's venturing into Jerry Lewis yeah, territory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Jerry Lewis... Fuego. Jerry Lewis crossed with Seinfeld. <laughs> So uh, what about this? Um, I like this movie. I like this movie. Uh, I mean, for those of you who don't know, it's based on a book by Mara Sendak. It should be out a while. It's. Um, been, I mean, it's, it's a twelve-page book. Yeah, uh, it's something ridiculous. Like how many hundred words? Not many. This is like one hundred and fifty words. Something, something like that. Yeah. Um, and it's essentially about it's it's imagination, imagination, children. wild kids being fucking assholes. Yeah. Children are assholes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Kids are dicks. Kids are little shits. Yeah. Which, which is why I'm not happy with this current sort of uh, state of affairs where p- uh, parents can't punish their kids appropriately. Yeah. You know, because kids test their limits. You know, it's what they do. It's like, hey, my parents beat the shit out of me, and I turned out all right. I put the I, I put the TV in the blender. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Exactly. You it's got like, that. That's you, you. You could cane me. Yeah. You could beat me. But you know what? I could do. I could like take you to court. Yeah, that's and, weird. You know, and that, I get that, a mass that, That's bizarre. Yeah. I mean, that that that's how did it get that way? Anyway, so the story of this movie is that um, Max is kid, and he's a bit cool. And he's doing stuff, and then he gets in the fight, and then he goes away, and they goes to the magical land of where the wild things are. Yeah, and he meets with the wild things, who are all these weird fucking animals, and then eventually he comes back, and you know we all grow as people. Mm-hmm. But I felt those initial scenes. One of the things I remember reading a lot about was how they extended the the life of Max before he went there. Yeah, I think in the book he's like he's a shit. Yeah, he's a little shit because kids like that they don't know. A lot of, I mean, I don't know whether going into this, I'd read too much because a lot of it was like, 
they were trying to capture the feeling of when you're a kid and you don't know how to express yourself. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to express when he's happy, when he's sad. He can't say, Mom, you know, I was thinking about things. I'm not quite happy with how the relationship in the house is going. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just like, ah, bite you, you know? Yeah. And I thought that original, that mid, the opening section did that very well. Yes. You have a kid and like, you know the, the igloo bit? Yes, yes. There's a bit where he has this, he's built an igloo and he's quite happy with it and I'm thinking, that's a fucking death trap. Yeah. Because I'm old now. Yeah. And I and, worry about and, getting caught in igloos. And, and, and you just know that it's only a matter of time because... And when it does happen, it's very raw. It's very raw. And it's like, yeah. and it's it instantly from, it's that thing you have as kids where fun, 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 someone loses an eye. <laughs> it goes straight into that. It goes straight into that. And, and that's, that's very real. And that's um, what sustained the movie for me I mean I, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit and it was largely to do with that yeah. I was very um, impressed with how uh, consistent the, the emotion the emotionality of the the, the emotional the, truth the, yeah it, it was very true to uh, being a kid from from what I can remember like like as you say like, you, are, you still are one so it's pretty close to you yeah you know it's like I, I didn't really have to think that far back yeah, yeah. but it's That's but you know but fuck off <laughs> but it's as you say is that like you're a kid it's fun 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 until something really fucked up happens yeah you know because you're doing something it's fun 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 but the level of the, the level of fun builds this crazy fun hey let's just like drown everything in paraffin and play with matches oh no <laughs> you know it's that kind of you know you're doing something fun as a yeah. kid and then you realize that this was not such a good idea yeah, it's, that when, when it's when you fall off the back of the go-kart and it is going 60 miles an hour and you're like shit I can't run this fast so that I can't do I've done that yeah and I hurt myself bad <laughs> and, I've, uh, ne- I've never done that but no, I, I, I did the hill was like this dude well that's because that's because stupid with stupid, stupid kids you're fucking you're stupid yeah, yeah, but, stupid. yeah when, yeah when you're kids you just do stupid shit and I loved how this movie captured that I mean the kid annoyed me I mean like when he bit his mom yeah that shit to me was just like you know, I mean, maybe that's my Asian upbringing. <laughs> you know, in Malaysia, you don't bite no one. Well, you don't bite your mom. Yeah. You know, in Asian culture, you don't bite your mom. But I think that was the point. I mean, the biting is like they need. I think they need to have something that was like out there. It's they, like because in this day and age, you know, like hey, you stole the car. Well, okay. No, no, no. I mean, they 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 did. And he his face afterwards was like, oh shit, what did I just do? I know. I know, but at the same time, it was just like I guess that for Arr. in a strange thing for for me, that kind of took me out of the movie for a little bit really? when he did that. I was like, "Did you bite your mom?" No, I never bit my mom. Did you bite your dad? No. Did you bite anyone ever? Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> wow, didn't expect that line of question to go that way at all. No, where did that come from? Yeah. But um. But anyway, so he gets to this, he gets to this island of wild things. And it's like it's a magical realism craft where he's like he's run away, mm-hmm, but he mm-hmm. does find a boat. Whereas yeah. I mean, that's one thing I did hear was that Morris Sendak said to him like in the book he's in his room yeah. and he's in the forest. And yes, he's there. and they're like no, they made it a bit more. He's running away and he finds a boat. And he does it, which is which is the whole point of magical realism is to say when you are having an acid trip, you don't think you're having an acid trip. Yeah. You just think it's what's happening. Yeah. So it's the same way for the kid. It's mm. his imagination, but it might not be imagination. There have been some complaints, though, that by going that route, um, you, uh, the, uh, Spike Jones, uh, Spike Jones, uh, the director, the director of this movie, Spike Jones, who directed adaptation and uh, being, being John Malkovich. Uh, no, no, no. That's that, was, uh, that was um, uh, Michelle Gondry. Oh yeah, Michelle Gondry. Uh, but he's also the redneck skinny guy who died in Three Kings. Three Kings, yes, that's right. Like him that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also directed the Weapon of Choice music video. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, by 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 doing it that way, by having him find the boat and go up there, there's been some complaints that it robs the movie of 
uh, some of the more beautiful imagery in the book. Really? You know, that whole thing of... Because... Uh, going from the living room to... Going, the, uh, going yes. from his bedroom to the forest. Yeah, from his bedroom I've to the forest. I've seen that page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 like, it's probably the most famous image in the book. Yeah. And uh, by going that route, you automatically... There is a lot, but I think it makes up for. There's a lot of nice. One thing is that there are these wild things, and they are crazy creatures. There's um, there's an there's, the guy, an, there's an amazing the voice. There's, there's an amazing voice cast for this. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the lead uh, the, the lead wild thing. Uh, James Gandolfini is, uh, is Carol, uh, played by James Gandolfini. Catherine O'Hara, you spot instantly. Instantly, yeah. Uh, she plays Judith. Douglas, um, which was Douglas. Douglas, Douglas was the. Um, Forrest Whitaker is Ira? Yep. Oh my god, I didn't realize no, that. No, that's cool. Judith and Catherine Hardy, she's the mom from um, Home, Alone. Home Alone. And she's also from all of the uh, Christopher Guest movies. Yeah. Uh, Chris Chris Cooper plays Douglas. Uh, is Douglas the one with the beak or the little small goatee guy? Uh, the beak. Yeah, goatee guy is Alexander, isn't he? Yeah, the goatee guy is uh, Paul Dano, who's um, the, the, uh, the from There Will Be Blood. The, oh, he's the, the priest. The, yeah, the priest from There Will Be Blood. Uh, <laughs> and I drink your milk. <laughs> and uh, Michael Berry Jr. plays uh, the bull. Yeah, which the, is, the bull has no name. Yeah. Like, oh, the whole thing was like, they should give us a name. I know, but and it's, and it's and a cool character. He's Silent Bob. Yeah, he is Silent Bob. But even at the, only at the end, it's not that profound. Yes, yeah, not that profound. Okay. That's that's the thing about the wild things that I think. I mean, this is what something that that that's, uh, that, that I think hurt the movie is that because people assume this is a children's movie, it's not a children's no. movie. This movie is not for kids. No, I cannot imagine kids liking it. Liking it, bored. It, it, yeah, it, I mean, the pacing is doesn't lend itself. And well. the characters are not like in any way. There are no fun characters. Attractive. Yes, they, I mean, this the, is, the wild things are like giant fucking two year olds. Terrible two year olds. Yeah, like they have they're, all that. They're 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 they're, they're, they're articulate, but they are like they can fucking split you with a look. They are essentially the the most depressing. Versions of Woody Allen, yeah, the, in a, <laughs> only like buff Woody Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can break you in half. They're 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 very dangerous and they can be quite scary. Yeah, and there are certain. There's, there's a lot of that through it. There's a lot of there's that like through a pylon where they're all just piling on each other and they're all like laughing about it. But like Max is on the bottom and this, these things you should kill him. Yeah, yeah. And that crops up throughout. Yeah, there is a there's a sense of dread the whole time he is there. Yes, like they start throwing dirt clogs and you're like uh, they, they start throwing clods of dirt at each other and it's like. If they threw it full force and they hit him in the face, he'd be dead. He'd be dead. Like, fucking that. And yeah, that's something that's made very, um, even from the very beginning, from the very uh, first time they introduced the wild things, the first thing you learn about them is that... If it, he doesn't play it right, they'll eat it. Yeah, they, they can kill you. Yeah. Um, they have eaten previous kids. There's bones yeah. there. And uh, in that regard, it is definitely... It's, this, is a, this is a movie for fans of the book who were kids when they read it. Yeah. You know, but um, this is this is by no means a movie you want to take your 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 four year old to go. And they see. are like an actual. They are like a fucking depressive support group. It, yeah, very much so. I mean, like they all have massive problems. Like Carol can't deal with the fact that he's not number one in someone else's face, and yeah. um, Alexander's being ignored the whole time. Uh, Ira just weird. Judith is like Judith. sarcastic bitch. Judith is just basically like yeah, she just like resents everything. Everything everywhere. It's like. They're not a group of people you want to spend that much time with. I mean, the only sort of level-headed one is probably Douglas. Who loses an arm. Yeah. <laughs> that fucked me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? 
and I mean, no, that, that's what I mean. Like in, going back to the whole emotional tone of it, yeah. is that it stays very consistent, and I was very impressed by that. And and it's not the kind of movie that you can say you enjoyed. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it. You know, but but um, but I did like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I I liked the movie. But I mean, I thought the I mean the main thing of it is that he sees these guys, and the, the the through line should be that he sees that. Yeah, he's a shithead. Yeah, because he sees in them. I mean, one of the elements they talked in the interview as well was that they are fragments of his personality or whatever. But I didn't think not ha- having. If I hadn't read that shit, I might not have got that. I don't think it was that clear in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like there was the relationship with Carol, but even with that, I would prefer it to actually ditched a lot of the other stuff with the other guys. Yeah. Just concentrating him and Carol and him seeing himself reflected in Carol a lot more yeah and seeing that yes because I mean uh, again the red letter media guy he's like you know the protagonist is supposed to the actions they have is supposed to mirror, mirror an internal journey for them and that's what makes good stuff is like that when you have an action movie but at the end of it John McClane realizes he really loves his wife yeah whereas in this I didn't quite get that so much because it was just so scattershot there was there was bits bits of that mm-hmm. but because it wasn't built up enough he never really felt that it was earned yeah um, so when he went home it felt a bit sudden uh, I know what you mean um, I, it, did, it didn't really feel so sudden for me because uh, for me I felt the movie it did, it did kind of drag a bit Mm. So that when when the when the end came, I was actually quite grateful for it. No, well, no, because like uh, the movie does hit that point where it kind of meanders, yeah. and you're just sort of like, all right, just move along. It, yeah. it, it, it gets to that point where you feel like because it is one of those books. Like one of the reasons why you'd say it's an unfilmable book is because it is just twelve pages. It yeah. is just there's only so much there, and they fleshed out in a weird way. And there was a point in the movie. Where, Terry. <laughs> there was a there was. A, <laughs> There was a point in that the, was funny. That was funny. That was funny. It was like, ah, ah, who's there? But, Genius. But there was a point in the movie where it did just feel like it's like they're just trying to stretch it out. Yeah, I was really thinking, you know? where is this going? Because that stretching was like. So when the end came, I was actually grateful for the end, and the yeah. end for me packed quite an emotional punch. Really? Uh, yeah. When he left, uh, for me, for some strange reason, that when Carol walked down. Yeah, when Carol walked down, that that actually kind of got. That me. was kind of cool. That, but the other ones was like, man. When yeah. the bull talked, it wasn't built. I didn't, you didn't say that much. No, that bit. No, I'm, I'm referring specifically to uh, Carol. Yeah, but I felt that that was a very nicely shot scene. That was like CG in this movie, by the way, is amazing. They, yeah. I mean, they, they shot this. The wild things are guys in suits, but they animated their faces. And there's, I have issues with some segments of it where it's just like you can see that yes, the skin tone doesn't match around the mouth with the rest of the face, and. The Mummy is always a bad example of this. Is where you don't match your lighting. You have someone running on a green screen. You put shit in around them. The, gr- the lighting on your ca- main, your real characters does not match the background. Mm-hmm. There's one or two scenes of that in this. That scene we're talking about on the boat uh, with the boat and yeah, into yeah. the boat yeah. and the scenes leading up to that with Carol. Yeah, are fucking seamless. Yeah, amazing. Amazingly well yeah. done. And you fit. You, you do buy them as characters. Yeah. And I do want to punch Judith in the face. <laughs> I actually wanted to punch Carol in the face a lot of the time. Yeah. Carol just annoyed the fuck out of me. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, just just the character. Yeah. Uh, he's a douche. Yeah, he's a, he's a prick. I mean, I mean, uh, the the whole thing is is that all of these characters they represent different aspects of Max. Yeah. And so. And like, Carol is the closest to him. And Carol is the closest to him because Carol's just you know. When he grows up, he'll be Judith and be a douchebag and be the cure. Or you know, 
or he'll be uh, Ira. <laughs> Ira's freaky looking. <laughs> really weird, disturbing looking. Yeah. But anyway, uh, it was interesting. I'm glad I saw it, but I was just like, I can't see myself ever watching it again, or you know, it's not something I'd ever go back to. It's not something I love, and I was I was hoping that it would be insanely good. Although the uh, the method of um, you know like uh, the the, me- the method of executing the wild things with with them being in in you know guys in suits and yeah. them, them doing CGing the face it bodes very well for the upcoming Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Oh, they don't have for the same. That, that's movie. how they're doing it. Is that they're do- they're going old school like the way they did the, the old the movie with guys in suits, suits yeah, yeah. but the the faces they're gonna animate over. Awesome. And I think sorry, no, bodacious. That's totally bodacious, dude. Do you like penicillin in your pizza? Uh, did you get those Mausers? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got two packs. That's why I didn't buy one from I saw them at home. I was like, you can never have too many Mausers. You can never have too many Mausers. Next! Alright. Um, moving on to Paranormal Activity. I ain't seen this yet. This was a movie that uh, got a lot of hype when it first came out. They, they went the, uh, the Blair Witch Project route with it. Yeah. Basically. Well, no, it is a fan. It's a, it's a, it's the same type of movie. It is exactly the same type of movie. I mean, like, uh, you, you have to buy into, you have to buy into the fact that it's real. Yeah, you have to buy into the fact that it's real. You just have yeah. to forget that it's a movie. Imagine that it's real, and that is where that's where the scares lie. Which was a huge issue I had with Blair Witch Project because I fucking hate that movie. Really? I hate that movie with a with a. Vent. You saw it after hype. Right? I yeah. saw it after the hype. I saw it before hype because back in the day. Yeah. Movies came out in the US like fucking two and a half fucking years before they came out in Ireland. Yeah. And so I saw Sky Movies, like US box office top 10, Blair mm-hmm. Witch is like, and nothing, no trailer, nothing. I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And I went to the States and I went and saw it cold. Mm-hmm. I didn't sleep that night. Really? Yeah. Was, no, I mean, like, that's generally the, like, how people. That's how it goes. I mean, like, my friend Greg, whose opinion I trust when it comes to movies pretty, pretty strongly. Uh, he saw it before the hype and he said this movie will scare the fuck out of you yeah. and I saw it after the hype and you know I just thought like this movie's a piece of shit yeah. um, and Paranormal Activity is done very much in the same vein however I will say that it's done better than than any of those types of movies really um, in regards to um, I mean the story is basically simple enough you know like Chick, Chick has this uh, ghost that's been following her her whole life uh, she's moved in with a boyfriend. Boyfriend finds out about it, and boyfriend's like, "Well, okay, let's try." You crazy bitch! But I'll record it anyway. Let's try, you know, try and get. I'll humor thing. you because I like having sex. You with know, you. basically see what they can find and yeah. all of that, and that's that's the premise. Yeah, and that's really all you need to know. Um, the and that's uh, just tricks for the rest of it, right? Yeah, and the the. the I, I mean, I've seen I've seen the, the the sheet moving trick, which is good. I mean, it's essentially a two-hander. This couple, Katie and Mika. Katie's played by uh, Katie Featherstone, and Mika's played by Mika Sloat. Mika. So, yeah, so they're, I mean, like they're even going the Blair Witch Project in regards to uh, having the actors' names be, you know, like I, I yeah. guess at the time they said they probably do that so like they can improv and not. Have oh, well, Josh has been in some movies recently. I saw that recently on something else. Josh from Blair Witch. Yeah, yeah, Josh Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, it's T. <laughs> he's gonna. He's actually making his directorial debut. Yeah, he's done some stuff recently. Yeah, yeah. He was in Hump Day. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him and I was like, yeah. He's got teeth. What happened there? Mm. Yeah, Still wearing the same flannel top. Um, and uh, with the exception of like um, like a couple of other characters, there's this guy uh, who plays um, this psychic that they call in, and um, there's another friend of Katie. Her name's Amber. Aside from those two, who only appear like sporadically, it's mainly just the couple. I feel for Amber. 
I feel for Amber. <laughs> I feel for Amber. Amber. <laughs> Amber. Amber. Buffy. If you can email us in letting us know what that reference is to, it's podcast at mcyappenfries.com. The winner gets a no prize. Podcast at mcyappenfries.com. Um, and so, that, I mean, that's essentially the premise. And it works to an extent mm-hmm. um, where, okay, like how they um, have uh, gone about using the very little budget they've had is pretty damn clever. Really? I mean, it's quite effective. The, uh, the scenes that you see where you see like, uh, like the little haunting bits are actually very nicely done. Very simple, very real. And that's what's nice about it. Is that's that, what's good. I mean, I mean, I've been looking at, I mean, I haven't been big into horror movies recently, but after watching, um, yeah, um, after watching, uh, what was it called? So the Pfeiffer, uh, Harrison what, Ford. What Lies Beneath. What Lies Beneath. Yeah. The numerous eye movies, the numerous uh, ring movies, uh, some of them jumpy. I don't watch Shudder so much, but just like, Jumpy scares done well. Mm-hmm. It's basically the same theory behind Jaws, mm-hmm. but in the house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like there's even that point in like what lies beneath, where the radio comes on. Yep, yep. And the noise that comes out of the radio is fucking disturbing. Mm-hmm. Like that fucked me up. It was like, oh, <laughs> it's like nails down blackboards, but like it's like six million. It's like the entirety of China is running their fingernails down a blackboard. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, God, stop! Do you know what I mean? That noise, whatever that noise was, that one set, that stood out for me in that just movie. Got, it's just, like, just got this mental image of all these small little Chinese people like, <laughs> but that one, the, the, it was just like, that movie was like, Ugh, that noise was like, Ugh. but, you know, or the TV, the original yeah, rain, yeah, move, yeah, yeah, yeah. the movement thing, you know what I mean? Like those little, there's ways of doing that. The, uh, the grudge, mm-hmm. Jew on three. Yeah, yeah. The bed thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're safe. You've got the blanket seal. Monsters <laughs> can't break the blanket seal until they can. <laughs> you know, it's those little things that fucks you up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, I've I've been thinking about this for a long time. I've got a, I've got an awesome script, <laughs> and it's all just that. Just <laughs> it's just like it's like doorways half open, just the light streaming through, and shadow past. That's that's all you see. It's all it's nothing but that. Okay. Nothing but like, oh my god, Jesus Christ! Oh god, <laughs> nothing but that. There's no plot. No plot. It's, it's just, just like it's just a series of freaky images. The plot is: guy goes out, gets a pint of milk, walks home in terror. <laughs> <laughs> but those are, I mean. That takes a lot of skill to do well. Yes, it does take a lot of skill to and do it. And they do it well in this. They do it well in this. But unfortunately, um, that's all they do well. Really? Yeah. Every time, every, every, every time characters are looking into the camera and speaking, I just want to fast forward. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, I couldn't. Because <laughs> you were in the cinema. Yeah. No, yeah, I was. <laughs> no, but, no, I mean, like, uh, the. It's not, it's not the actor's fault. The actors yeah. actually play it as well as they can play it. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, they, they do a pretty good job of playing it like real people. Uh-huh. Um, so it doesn't feel as, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's nothing like... Um, it, it's not forced. It, it's not forced. The only problem is, is that um, in real life, it would never get that far. 
You'd be like, I'm out of here, bitch. I love you, but fuck off. Exactly. And you're watching this and like, in real life, nobody's this retarded. Because there's something up with her, isn't there? There's something up with her, you know? And you kind of understand why he's sticking around for the time being. Mm. But, and then you can even... Until another donkey comes along. You can even, you can even get behind why he decides to uh, stick with her. Mm -hmm. What you cannot get behind is his fucking just retarded reactions to things. Oh, really? You know, it's like... Is it one of those movies where you're like... The clever thing to do now is to run for the yes, hills. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Nobody's this retarded. What was the movie... We talked about it on a podcast a while ago. Some new horror movie where they don't do the retarded things. Like a woman babysitting. And like she has her headphones on. And she just like takes them off. When she hears something. As opposed to wandering around. Like Remember we heard about it being quite good. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what, I can't remember what it is. Yeah. Because I mean, there is. I mean, this again goes back to the Red Letter Media guy. Yeah. The, he's taking the piss out of Star Trek in the dumbest way possible but the fact of the matter is if your plot hinges on people acting like idiots mm-hmm, mm-hmm. update your plot no, no I mean absolutely and, and, the, and the big problem with this movie for me is that be- there it is is that you have to um, you, you're watching it it's one of these movies that tries to okay in order to enjoy this movie properly you must forget that it's a movie and just think that it's real. Yeah, like this but, is that, but this but this takes you out of that and because this, real people wouldn't exactly, do this. This takes you out of that yeah. because real people would not be this retarded. If this kind of shit has happened and they've seen it with their own eyes, they'd be get the fuck out of there. Yeah, you know, I mean, nobody and, would do it. You can blame it the Blair Witch, but and they have, that works for that because they couldn't get the fuck out. Yeah, exactly. Man, they went in circles. And exactly. then Josh disappeared. And he, they found his ear. You know, I mean, like, his ear. Or was it an ear? Or was his tongue? Who fucking knew? <laughs> I mean, that, that was genius in that as well. Yeah. Because you opened, they opened up that little thing, and you, I know fucking no one I know has agreed on what the fuck was in that package. Yeah. But either way, it was like, ew. I know. It's it's just one of these things where it's like, and also, it's like, for example, if you're if you want to, his whole thing is is that like, let's tape it. So we have proof, or so we can see. Maybe. So I can prove to you that you are a crazy bitch, and you need to knock this shit off. Some, some, something like that, you know. What I mean, and he's doing it to humor her, and it's all, and it's all, in, it's all in camera in the bedroom. Now, okay, fine. I understand if you put the shit up in the bedroom, you you want to get it. Yeah. If a real sighting was to happen, like like some really freaky shit was to happen, the next day, would you take that same camera and start interviewing your girlfriend with it? You know what I mean? It's like your girlfriend is going through this shit. It's like you'd have this, right? Like if something freaky would happen. They'd both be like, oh, what the fuck? You know, oh, what the fuck is they're that? They're watching it or because they, they didn't see no, it in their sleep. No, right? no, no. They're experiencing it. Oh, well, they saw it. The footage is what you're seeing. And they didn't move to a hotel motel. You know, and they're like, oh, no, what the fuck? You know, and then the next day, the, I mean, the very next, and then you cut, the next scene is him using that same camera that he's had on that tripod in the room talking to his girlfriend about what happened the night before. Right. It's like, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's bullshit. You would and do that, but you would do it in Antigua like, or fucking Australia yeah. or far away from you know, possible. It's like you're trying to do all of these things to keep it real, but you're doing shit that would never happen. Yeah. And that... Broke you out of it. And that broke me out of it. But the actual um, haunting sequences, I was very impressed with them. They were very economical, very effective. Um, the, the original creep they, they creeped me out there, there was some creeped me out more than others I mean there were some parts of but it you're saying some that's more than most horror movies get these yeah, days it's like there are some places I mean I liked all of the haunting sequences 
Um, I wasn't creeped out by all of them. I was creeped out by maybe half of them. Mm-hmm. But then the rest That's of good. But but the rest of them, I was still sort of like smiling, going clever. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, you know, like cl- clever way of doing it. But whenever you didn't have sequences like that, after a while, like past the 15, 20 minute mark, you're like, get the fuck out of the house. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're just being a re- you're just being a retard yeah. now. Especially the boyfriend. Really. The boyfriend is fucking illogically stupid. I mean, that's part of the fun, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I guess if you want to look at it that way, but when I was watching it, I was just like, nobody's this fucking stupid. <laughs> you know, it's Welcome like, to America. You deserve, you deserve to have a demon cock rammed up your ass for the kind of shit that you are doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, even after you see shit with your own eyes... You need to get the fuck out of there. You need to get the fuck out of there, you know? It's like, but nah, he just insists on being this fucking retard cock... And it and that also takes you out of it because you just nobody's this stupid, nobody. I cannot imagine anybody still wanting to be in that house. Yeah. And and the thing is, it's not the house; it's the girl. Yeah, I got that from the trailers. I've heard that. It's not. It's you not. Might be spoiling ish now. No, 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 no. This is this is from this is known very early on. Mm-hmm. This is known like it's one of the first things you find out. So this is not like a big thing. Um, but so in that regard, I is guess it her, is it her pussy troll? It it is her pussy troll. <laughs> Pillow pants. It's <laughs> uh, a good thing we're now, right? Otherwise, people would listen to this shit. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I mean, like, um, I recommend it on one level. It is like out of these types of movies. It it's, is, it's quite. It's, it's a good example. Good. It's a good example of these types of movies. Um, but what I liked most about it were the actual haunting sequences. Yeah. Um, the other, the other parts, the, the characters to me just a little too unbelievable. Yeah. So if you can turn a blind eye to all that shit, you'll have a good time. I mean, yeah, no one, no one, no one sympathizes with fucking idiots. No, no. The movie's not too long. You know, I mean, and uh, you know, it, it it does have its moments. So you know, turn all the lights off. You know, smoke a fatty and <laughs> check yes. check your check your pocket for Jaffa cakes. <laughs> check yourself before you wreck yourself. Cool. I don't think we're going to do all the capsule reviews because this is long. All right, then. All right, then. So next time on Megan Fries, you'll get to hear reviews of Whiteout. Uh, Whiteout's not great. Don't bother with it. Actually, we can do the Let's capsule. Yeah. One-liners. Whiteout, I was bored. Um, Nine good visuals, stories week. Um, this is it. I caught this is it recently. I quite enjoyed it. And actually, the human nature thing, which I never actually realized that was the name of the song. Mm-hmm. I think yourself and Chiran mentioned. Yeah, pretty yeah, cool. It's, it's pretty cool. But it did, it did, it did fall between two stools because you have the people saying, "Okay, this is where we shoot the thing," and they're talking directly to the camera. Yep. yep. And then the rest of it is none of that. Yep. Although the guitar and the guitar chick's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, she gets a lot of mention. Yeah. Um, also- and, and, and the music producer. What also struck me watching this is it is how fucked up the music is. I mean, like I was talking to someone the other day and I was saying, like, right, Nirvana, right? Yeah. You pick up a guitar. You have fucking, you know, you have five fingers in each hand. Mm-hmm. You can play Nirvana songs like that. Mm-hmm. Three chords. Mm-hmm. I've taught that to people who know nothing about music. Can you teach me? Because I can't fucking teach. Them. Yeah, well, you know the music. But the point is, you know, that's that's how easy that is, right? Yeah. Human nature. Mm-hmm. It's got the. It's got it's got like six instruments going on at the same time, and it's like. Fuck! Did he know what he wanted to get? You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. It's like I can understand. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Although I kept thinking S to the double double U double V. But it's like there is there is a keyboard going octaves down. Mm-hmm. There is a bass going up. There is a guitar alternating between two. There's probably another guitar doing something else, and there's another keyboard doing something else as well. Mm-hmm. 
how the fuck did he manage to put that all together? It's like, I can understand you taking a guitar and then saying, right. Cause like, cause I can understand Oasis, right? You take, you take a guitar, you play three chords, mm-hmm. and then you say, right, violins, play these three chords. Boom, you got an album. Mm-hmm. But this is like insane. That's what reached me. That was like, that's when it really hit me. He's a genius. He had some fucking talent. He had some fucking talent, dude. No, his songs are, he did some amazing There's a lot of 80s music, music recently has hit me that's like that, where it's like, you're listening to it and you're going like, how the fuck did they write this? Because this is not that they just started with a keyboard or anything else. It's that they actually built this shit together. It's like uh, Spandau Ballet's, um, the one that, uh, what was it called? The guys did a remix of. Um, oh, uh, Through the Barricades. Oh, uh, did True. You send me... Yeah, True. Yeah. Set that's adrift insane, on, set, set adrift on memory bliss. Set adrift yeah. uh, by PM Dawn. PM Dawn. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That again, that's a quite a weird. The, 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 like, I mean, there's a lot of layers. Yep. It's a layer cake of music. Mm-hmm. I love Daniel Craig. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, this is it. I quite enjoyed it. Um, it. I wasn't. I was trapped in a plane, so that was good. Going back, going back to nine. I mean, I enjoyed nine as well, yeah. but the main thing to recommend it are the visuals. Yeah. Um, I mean the the short. The Christopher Flump. I mean, the, the, nothing wrong with the voice cast. I mean, every, yeah. everyone's well cast. But it's just um, but, the the script leaves something to be desired. The, yeah. the narrative is not very strong. No. But visually, it's very cool. And the short that it's based on didn't even have any dialogue. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen that. I might just look that up. No, the short that it's based on, the original nine had no dialogue. It was a silent movie. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this is a very different different thing. And Shane Acker has gone on gone public and said, "Look, I don't know how to write dialogue." Um, that was the hardest fucking thing like stretching this shit out marketing 101 <coughs> don't say that <laughs> I know I know but uh, he didn't write the script mm. you know but um, he just expanded it into, yeah. into it but he didn't write any of the dialogue but, uh, the, but the dialogue's very like everything's very sort of like um, like if you had like an action figure that remember those old action figures that you could pull that pull that string and then it, it would say something. I'm a cowboy it would say something yeah a lot of the dialogue's kind of like that it's oh. like up there don't, you know, we don't go in there. You know, it's like the beast. <laughs> you know, like it's very sort of like ham sandwiches. What's in there? <laughs> you know, answer the question. Answer the question. <laughs> so you like Clone Highland? Um, I, I like that character. Uh, yeah. You know. uh, but, Kung Fu Cyborg. I watched as well because that was a big movie here. But it's I need to come back to that and revisit that in a proper review because it's bizarre. Kind of enjoyed it. Kind of didn't. Kind of didn't make any sense. But I'll come back to that. Uh, I watched uh, Perfect Getaway, nah. which is a very- which is uh, Mila Jovovich and uh, Steve Zahn. It's Steve Zahn. Mil- oh, Steve Zahn. I love Steve Zahn. I love him. Steve Zahn, Mila, Mila Jovovich, um, uh, Timothy Oliphant, mm-hmm. and um, how's Steve Zahn? and uh, and good. the mighty Thor himself, Chris Hemsworth. But, but how's Steve Zahn? Steve Zahn's awesome. He's awesome. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. It's it's a decent movie. It's a very. Um, David, I mean, it's directed by David Tordy, and to, to me, David Tordy is the guy that Tui. It, Tui, yeah, he's the guy that you should never underestimate because he, he always better, better than Tui. He know he knows how to do like a small little. He can do better with small. With small, you know, it's like give him big, you get Chronicles of Riddick, but um, you know, it's who like who helped write Batman? Goyer, 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 and Tui are always linked in my head because of Blade. Mm-hmm. They were linked on Blade, right? Yeah. Uh, David Tui, he's um, he you know he wrote uh, Drop Zone. He also directed, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yeah. He also directed um, oh, the. Man. He also, remember, remember, do you remember that? Like there was the parachute movies. There yeah. was Drop Zone. There was Terminal, Terminal, Terminal Velocity. Yeah. Charlie Sheen versus Wesley Snipes. Um, Always been on black. 
But um, he he also uh, directed um, uh, another Charlie Sheen movie that I liked, uh, The Arrival, uh, which backwards was, knees. Yep, and. Uh, <laughs> That's right. That was one of the big publicizing points of the movie. The aliens are backwards in the And uh, he, he also directed um, uh, Pitch Black. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, Chronicles Riddick sucked, but Pitch Black is awesome. <laughs> Water! Beer! I'm fine. <coughs> I just got something caught in my throat. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, yeah, perfect getaway. It's essentially about uh, three couples, um, two of them hitchhiking, and, uh, like uh, two couples. They seem to be pretty cool, but one couple seems a little dodgy, and uh, they're in this really like beautiful, sort of beautiful island where suddenly um, it's publicized that there's been a couple of murders, and it's kind of like a, it's a little bit of a whodunit. Did, it, did they run into more couples or no? Oh, just the three of them. Just pretty much the three of them. You know, um, and it's you know it's it's well acted. Uh, it, there's a, it's one of these movies that it's the Big le- Brother meets California it's one of these movies where the less you know about it the better and I mean that in the best possible sense yeah. just go in there cold it's it's one thing about David Tui is that he's good at doing these these small little genre genre movies yeah he is you know what I mean and uh, this is a genre that it's a very B movie type of genre <laughs> he's George Lucas give him some fucking money fuck off give him some Constraints, yeah, and he comes up with something. Yeah. And what he's done here, a little is, something, something, a little something, something. And what he's done here is actually he's done a nice little genre picture. Mm. You know, this is um, I don't know how else to describe what genre it. though. It's you know, like a, it's not saying too much if you tell the genre. Yeah, even then, it's like it's a thriller, but it's like on a beach. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it's like a it, beach. It, it has it has a it has a slightly exploitation slide of feet no, kind okay. of feel to it. It's a B movie. It's a B movie. It's an awesome B movie. It's it's a cool B movie. It's got a little twist there that you'll either get on board with or you won't. Mm-hmm. But I had no I had no problem with it. By that point, I was like, this is oh, this is fuck. This is, it's cool. one of these movies that if you don't know shit about it, it's so much fun. Yeah. But once you know too much, it's like the whole thing falls apart. Uh-huh. But I would recommend it. But you know, um, I recommend it as like. Just, uh, it's a really good rental. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. All right, we've taken enough of your time up uh, at this beginning of 2010. We're obviously starting as we mean to go on by going fucking long. Uh, we'll probably do, I think we should probably break the, 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 the decade slash 09 review. We'll break into segments. We'll do it in one day mm-hmm. and then break it up and make it available to our listening public over a series of 20 minute segments, maybe. That sounds good. That sounds good because you could listen to it whenever you want. We can spend the whole weekend just getting drunk and talking about movies. So moving on to the US and Malaysian box office top 10 at number 10 in, in Malaysia. Malaysia The Imaginary of Dr. Parnassus I didn't realize this was fucking out I tried to get tickets last night but it was busy Number 9 Did you hear about the Morgans? I Fuck off <laughs> I haven't heard anything about it Oh it just looks shit Okay Number 8 Do I see Pari Pari Number 7 Bodyguards and Assassins This is like fucking like this is like Ocean's Eleven for the, the Chinese fucking acting set right? Yeah Number six. Have you heard about it? No, I haven't heard anything about it. Uh, number six, Vetai Karan. Number five, Circuit Freak, the Vampire's Assistant. Which, terrible fucking poster. Which yeah, it's a terrible poster. I wouldn't mind seeing it though. It's got a very interesting cast. Yeah, but I've heard it's like uh, was it Will and the Foes in it? I, heard, I saw an interview with him for Daybreakers, and he's like, yeah, I'm playing two vampires pretty close. 
But uh, it looks like I won't be doing anything again for Circuit Freak. So apparently it's <laughs> bombed in the US. No, no, it did. It bombed pretty big. Like, it, it's not even the Circuit Freak thing, which is a pretty cool name. I like that. Um, they pushed it more with vampires. But yeah, let's see John C. Riley as a vampire. would be kind of cool. Yeah. Number four, The Treasure Hunter. Not. Number three. Not Nicolas Cage. No. Number three, Sherlock Holmes. We really should see that. We should. Number two, Alvin and the Chipmunks. The Squeakle. Oh my God. Jason Lee, now I understand why you're a Scientologist. You're fucking evil. <laughs> He's in both of them. I know. Dude, he was so awesome. He was Brody, man. He was he, Earl. No, he is contractually obliged now. I, yeah, but he shouldn't, what, for the first one? For the second one. Yeah, but he shouldn't have done the first one. I mean, money can't be that bad. I mean, well, you got to hit up Smith and get some more movies over there. I mean, for God's sake, the guy was an icon for a generation. Do you know how much money those Elvin and Elvin the Chipmunks movies make, though? All he's doing is just selling himself to a new generation of kids. I know. <laughs> but without the fucking Fantastic Four dong jokes, it's nothing. He might as well be... I see your point. Yeah. US box office... Oh, number one in Malaysia Avatar. is Avatar in 3D. <laughs> it's not 3D. I know, though. I know, I know. In the US... Number and if you haven't seen Avatar, I would... Go, if you haven't listened to a podcast before, you should go see it. It's good. I, want to see, I really want to see it in 2D again to see the detail. It's fairly decent. Yeah, it's fairly decent. It's all right. Number ten, Invictus. I didn't Invictus. I didn't realize this is out already. My God. No, it's been out for a while. It's like in the future already. Number nine, nine. nine. <laughs> that's not that's, the one you saw. That's the musical. That's the musical with Catherine Zeta. No, with uh, it's, uh, uh, Daniel Fergie, Day Lewis, Fergie Ferguson, Daniel Day Lewis, uh, Kate Hudson, Penelope Cruz, Cruz. Nicole Kidman, and Marion Cotillard, and um, the Queen of England. Oh, Kate Blanchett. No, the other one. Oh, uh, Helen Mirren? No, the older one. <laughs> M. Oh, Judy Dench. Judy Dench. That's right. The only king. Queen of England. She's the king and queen of England. Yeah, Judy but Dench. she's not the one most recently to play the queen. I mean, I'm not talking about acting. She's the fucking queen, motherfucker. Was Emily Blunt in it? There's so many queens, you know what I mean? You know, so many actresses have played queens. Number eight. Have you heard about the Morgans? No, I haven't. Have you? No. <laughs> Who's, who the fuck are they? Yeah, I've, I've half heard it's a, oh, fish out of water thing with like two people who hate each other. Oh, Great. wow. Yeah. That sounds like totally Number original. seven, The Princess and the Frog. This came out quite a while ago over here. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? Nope, I didn't. I'm not really interested. I'm not, I couldn't really care. Yeah. Number six, Up in the Air. It's, also, a, it's also, a Disney movie that's not a Pixar movie. Fuck it. Up in the Air, also known as The Clooney. The Clooney. Have you seen The Clooney yet? No, I haven't. Yet. I hear The Clooney's awesome. I hear The Clooney's good. I haven't seen The Clooney yet. I like The Clooney. I'm going to see The Clooney. You go see The Clooney. I'll review The Clooney. I might go see it on a plane <laughs> to be like a theme review. <laughs> Number five, five, The Flying Side. Is this a horror movie where someone hits something and then they get up and I know what you did last summer kind of style? No, this is an inspirational football movie starring Sandra Bullock that's made over 200 million in the US. I hate Sandra Bullock. I like Sandra Bullock. I sometimes. hate Sandra Bullock. Sometimes. Number four, it's complicated. Um, Alec Baldwin, Steve Martin, and Meryl Streep. Mm. I want to see it. From the director of Something's Gotta Give. If it's half as good as, if it's anywhere near as good as that, I'll watch it. Number three, Alvin and Chipmunks, a squeakle. Oh my god, the Americans have better taste than Malaysians. Although it's been a longer over there. No, it's not. Number two, Sherlock Holmes. Can't see that. Number one, Avatar. Welcome to Pandora, I see you. I want it high and tight. I want to be home for dinner. Yeah. And so, that, that completes our first podcast for 2010. <laughs> yeah, baby. Awesome. 2010. So, yeah, two years left before the planet destroys itself. Are we going to play that? Oh, you got something? I thought we were going to do that. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As is now perfunctory. 
we have uh, uh, we do like to play a little clip before we leave so today <laughs> we'll leave you what <laughs> dude it's called filling have you ever seen the radio I know I know I know I'm stretching it's it out. Just, it's just uh, it's interesting to listen to you do filler. <laughs> so, well, yeah. We got that B-roll? So, uh, we got that B-roll, baby! Do you need shots of ordinary people doing things for your next commercial? We got that B-roll. We got that B-roll. Two men pointing at an office file? We got that B-roll. Board man flipping through channels? We got that B-roll. Angry man in traffic? Yeah, we got that B-roll. What do you want him to wear? Casual? Upscale casual? Business? We got that B-roll. Why does he look so upset? Maybe he's late for work. Nope, he's at work. He's a B-roll actor. Happy couple walking on the beach? We got that B-roll. Want that happy couple to kiss? No problem. Want him to get a little fresh with the lady? Done. Hey, you two, cut it out and stay at the ocean so I can get B-roll of that. That's better. What a nice view of the ocean. That's B-roll of the ocean. That's all the B-roll we got? Not even close. Overwhelmed man trying to pay bills? Yeah, we got it. Frustrated man looking for a job in the paper? You know we got it. And lunch meeting success. Hey, look, that's me. I like my B-roll so much I'm in it. Kurt Gibson hitting a game-winning home run in the ABA World Series. No! That's too specific. That is not B-roll. <laughs> Doctor talking to smiling patient. We got that B-roll. Man having trouble sleeping. Got it. What's his problem? He doesn't like being in B-roll? I was just in some B-roll and I loved it. The Caesar. Backing. Heading. And depressed woman touching a wall. Why is she touching the wall? I don't know. That's it's what the B-roll do, right? Don't judge the B-roll. Listen, we got all that B-roll and thousands more. So come on down to our B-roll warehouse. Just kidding. That's B-roll. Don't <laughs> you see? That's how good our B-roll is. We got that B-roll. We got that B-roll. You know we do. To order your B-roll, call 1-800-B-ROLL.